Here we go. Welcome, everybody. Another episode of RC After Hours. We were back in the studio and excited, even though it's cold, nasty, and we have freezing fog. But we are here and excited. Yes. Joining us today in studio, Mike Coolins. Hello, everyone. And up in the great white north, everyone's crazy Canadian, Andre Russo. Good morning. I'm your host, Chris Ron Caglione, and our special guest today, joining us all the way from Australia in the late night, what is it, 11 o'clock over there, our good friend from Hobby King, Steve Neal. Uh, How are you? Good, good. How are you guys? Good, real good. How's things? Yeah, it's uh, just past midnight here, and it's 25 degrees, beautiful balmy evening. Oh, my gosh. It's, it's awesome. Wow. A little bit of sweat. Oh, good. <laughs> good. Uh, okay. Obviously, we're here to... We're going to talk about the new Durafly BF109. But first, uh, since we have our live Facebook audience and you've been getting hounded and we've been getting hounded, but we have to get <laughs> it out there right out of the way, especially for probably Bill Decker because he's going to be hounding us all day through the podcast. We want to know what's going on with the Grand Tundra in the Spitfire. I know they've got to be close. It's I'm sure they're right around the corner, but what can you tell us? The Grand Tundra is complete, done, it's finished. Sweet. So you'll see it, uh, yeah, within, within the next, just depending on shipping to warehouses. So everything's ticked off, everything's done. It's on its way. It's grand. It's a tundra. It's awesome. It flies fantastic. Ian had one out at the field. We had it flying around, and he's stoked. It, it flies really, really well. It's just like a little tundra, but with, yeah, just more grace. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it's a fantastic plane. We really, it's, it's good. It's, it's, and uh, as I say in all the videos, you guys are going to love it, and you are going to love it. It's fantastic. It's got some really good qualities. Um, yeah, just like the small one. With all those adorable features, but 1.7 meter wingspan, so it's pretty awesome. Oh, but fantastic! Yes, it's on the way. Bill Fan- Decker, it's on the way. It's on the way. <laughs> it's on the water, <laughs> Bill Decker. It's on the water. <laughs> fantastic! Actually, That's awesome. I actually, Bill, a message. Uh, I think it was on 
us after hours with the actual box art, the picture of the box art, just to uh, just to show him that it's it is real. Box art, it's there, it's there. It's it's a very exciting times for that. That is Spitfire. It will come a little bit after the Avios uh, um, Grand Tundra. Spitfire is now from the American Spitfire. It's a uh, uh, very good scheme and looks uh, that's the desert scheme. And uh, uh, yeah, the thing, then once that's done, then they'll come out straight up, well, pretty much following the, the Grand Tundra. So. Very, very cool. But in the meantime, we've also got some other releases. Obviously, we've got the Sidewinder and the uh, Tomahawk, which are on the, which are both boxed and on their way as well. So excellent. Uh, they'll they'll filter through. Plus, we've got a few other little surprises which you guys won't expect, which are going to pop in the meantime. One that we've already shown a few photos of the Mark Twenty Four mm-hmm. version two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's got an upgraded power plant. Uh, yeah, uh, and also ball joint in a different color scheme, so it looks pretty cool. And that's that's also being delivered as we speak to all warehouses. And then we've got another little plane which is under the Durafly banner, which is going to come out as well, which is pretty cool. Uh, we're not going to say anything about that until it's ready to roll. So we're at the moment we're yeah we're a little bit tight lipped on a few projects, and that's the way it's going to stay. So it's um, <laughs> we yeah. But it's, it's, it's very good times, a lot of fun. We've got so much to go through in regards to new releases. It's, it's fantastic. It's really good time to be alive in the, in, the, in the office at Hobby King. We've got heaps to do, so it's really good. Very busy, very active. Um, you could nearly stay there 24 hours a day and still not get your work done. It's yeah, very busy, very busy. Good, good, so, good, good. Yeah, all good. All right, so yeah. – oh, go ahead. Go ahead, finish up. Yep. No, I was going to say the release of the uh, – Extra 330 went off okay. They were very good with that. The, the products, you know, uh, this, uh, we've, we've had, um, uh, there's a couple of guys in RC groups that jumped up and said that, you know, the elevator, uh, the control arm wasn't strong enough and guaranteed during the flying footage that uh, Toby, our VP, and myself and Ian put the airplanes to its bases and all of them came out. There's one behind me up there. That, that's one that we did from the video and that's still flying today and, and we we really flew them extremely hard during that video. It was a lot of fun. Uh, same with the BF-109. We had some fantastic days where we, uh, I think it was 40-odd degrees when we did the filming for that. So the low passes, the actual buffeting was from the, the heat. So the heat was incredible that day, but we had to get it done. And, mm-hmm. and the video came up pretty be happy with the, with the performance of the plane itself. It's fantastic. So once it gets in the air, once you get the 109 off the ground, like all 109s. Yep. Um, although we're, you know, it's it's not that bad. Like having compare it to other 109s in the market, it's uh, it's not that bad to fly. It's it's you know to get off the ground that is. But once you get in the air, it's locked in. I think better than our Spitfire. But that's my personal opinion. Hmm. That's um, interesting. Yeah. It's definitely it's definitely faster than the Mark V and the Mark One Spitfire. Mm-hmm. We've had it both head to head, and the uh, 109's quicker. So, ooh, mm. we we hate to do this, Steve, but we're actually going to get you to um, turn off your video so your audio quality improves. You're skipping along, and we want to maximize the audio. So, sorry, folks, on the live stream, but uh, it just makes it a lot better. Is that better? Oh That's yeah, yeah, a lot better. Lot yeah, better. Yeah, sorry. <clears throat> yeah, 
Well, I guess we'll have right. to look at Andre then. Uh, oh, sorry, no. folks, uh, that you have to look at. Apologize in advance. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so every time. Uh, All right, let's jump into it a little bit. Uh, Steve, uh, if anybody knows or listens to the show, the the 109 is probably one of my f- absolute favorite warbirds. Now I'm a little more partial yep. to the to the G, but I don't care whether whether it's A B C D or E or F. Well, explain a little bit, maybe real quick on what the difference. Uh, well, they had I'm just totally, different. I need to do my research right. on this plane because I know nothing the, about the BF 109 went through all kinds of different variants. I think they first really started flying in 36 or 37. You know, they started obviously with A and they went all the way through to G, I believe. So there's tons of different things that they did. Uh, different, you know, as far as airfoils, and they went through a lot of different engines. It was and, a, um, it was a G and a K as well. After oh, so an F. So there were a few different variants that came in after that. Yeah, and it went but through a lot it, of changes. <laughs> it did, yeah. I think uh, um, thirty over thirty three thousand were built between thirty nine and forty five. So yeah, and a lot I. Of I believe wasn't it the the most mass produced uh, fighter aircraft at, uh, of all time? I think I could be wrong on that. I should probably Google that and check. But I believe it's if it's not the most, it's, it's real there. close. It's a lot, yeah, a lot of production. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and, so um, considering and considering the extreme circumstances they had to build these airplanes as well, like they were bombed twenty four seven, and yet they still managed to manufacture and, and get these things in the air. It's a pretty big effort. Right, right, right. Now, my question, starting off, what I like to talk to the, you know, the developers and everything, with so many variances, how did you come upon um, the the E? I know the G is pretty popular, um, as uh, but and and the other thing is, there isn't a lot of manufacturers doing the. the BF 109. It's I don't know if it's because of the you know it's a little tougher to take off and land. Uh, it has been known exactly. uh, not not to fly the greatest. But why the BF 109 and why the E model? The E model. I think Stuart originally decided, uh, being a Battle of Britain and Spitfire tragic, the Spitfire itself needed an adversary, and the best way to do that is to bring out the 109 E. Obviously, for the Battle of Britain. Um, and that would have been, I think, Stuart's main reason behind that. And obviously, um, working hand in hand with Tom Hunt with the design, mm-hmm. as we did with the Spitfire as well. So we were, it enabled us to change the the wing a little bit from the original to make it fly a lot easier as a as a foam model. So mm-hmm. even though it's not like with previous. You know, companies who have manufactured a 109, they've had to make the tailplane larger or the rudder larger or the wing different. Yes. We've, we've been very lucky to keep it. And when this thing's in the air and flies like those flat passes, it looks like a 109. If you were to take a photo and just Photoshop a few things up, you swear it was a real thing. It's that good. Yes. So credit goes to Stuart, so to, to Tom Hunt with the design. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I think that was the, the reasoning behind the 109. Um, Stuart, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's what it was. And um, it's been a, a successful plane, and we've only had it on the market for a few days. So it's been we're, we're very happy with it. It's, uh, you know, the the feedback that we've got from the community has been really good as well. So we're over the moon with the 109. It's been a long time coming, but it's here, mm-hmm. and it's awesome. So we're, yeah. And yeah. it's probably... 
as far as the 109 goes, the E model, it's probably one of my favourites because it is the Battle of Britain. Mm-hmm. It, it does have that look. Um, there's a few other schemes that I, I, I really do like as well, but the yellow nose one is so distinctive and has that um, orientation in the air, which is really good when you're flying. And yes. The nose really, up, which is, which is, it's very cool in the air. Yes. Now, that was my, my next question is if anybody is a fan of the 109s, uh, as you know, through the years, they have really had some unbelievable like schemes, paint schemes and different designs oh, yeah. and everything. So obviously the yellow with the Battle of the Britain was one of the favorites, but why the desert or where did you come to say, okay, these are the two designs that we're going to use? Well, that that was back going to the Spitfire because we had the, the Mark V came out in the desert scheme mm-hmm. and also in the eco scheme. So to replicate the choice that we wanted to give the customers because not everyone likes the Battle of Britain yellow nose, not everyone likes the desert scheme, so it was a choice of the, the two. And I don't know, I find it hard to choose. It, you know, I, the yeah. desert scheme looks really cool in some angles and then the 109, the, 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 sorry, the Battle of Britain colour scheme looks really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, if I was to pick a favourite, I don't really have one. I've, you know, I've flown, I've been... Yeah, I think the spinner on the desert one really looks cool when you yes, see that thing chopping through the air. Yes. That, that's the thing that highlights. But I, I mean the the markings and everything else, and and the the the, the, the decals that that are applied. If you want to go nuts, you can completely, you know, the scale police guys are going to love it. They're going to get in there and put every little marking on there. You know, even down to the, you know, the 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 measurements on the side of the fuselage. You can add all the numbers in, which is it's pretty cool for a for a fun model if you want to go to that extreme. Yeah. And and I'll be honest, you know, when we first started, you know, uh, we're going back and forth a little bit and you were sending sending some pictures. Like I was all over the the yellow nose. Like that was all me. I loved it. Yeah. And yeah. I wasn't a big fan of the desert scheme until we actually got one and I pulled it out of the box and I put it all together and got yeah. the stickers on it and oh, then yeah. It, yeah. it I do. Now don't get me wrong, I still like the yellow nose a, a, a tad more, but honestly the the I was impressed with the desert scheme. Way more in person having it in my hands than I was of the photos. Now now Chris yeah. just informed me that I, I will be getting that one. I am so freaking excited. I can't stand it. I'm ready to jump out of my chest and excite. Thanks so much. Oh my lord. And, and I did the work together. for you. I, know, I, I can't even believe yeah. it. Oh my gosh, this is better than Christmas. Yeah. Holy moly. Man. And that's the And of course he gives me the one that's a little harder to track and he knows I'm great at tracking <laughs> this guy. Oh, this is awesome. I did not expect this. I am so excited. I'm not even kidding. That is awesome. Unbelievable. Buck Stamps was asking, is there actually an M- uh, a Mark I Spitfire? And yes, Durafly does have a Mark I Spitfire. Uh, and the difference between the Mark I and the Mark V was simply uh, a power plant revision, if I'm correct in my history. And they also modified the, the cannons. So they added cannons to the wings. Mm. And yeah, two of them machine guns, or four of them machine guns. Eight, or yeah, four of them machine guns. So it left it with four machine guns and two cannons. And there is the Mark they- One. <laughs> Love this airplane. Love this airplane. Yeah, it's, it's very nice. Um, yeah, the Mark One is going to come back in a different scheme. Oh yeah, mm. nice. Yeah, yeah. nice. Um, yeah, so we're. 
yeah, you, you'll see that one. And there's also another Mark V coming, which is a, a, one of those ones that I said I wasn't going to talk about. So that's a um, interesting, interesting scheme as well. Well, I like the Mark V that, that that was done because there were some Canadian markings on there. So, you know, of course I was all excited. <laughs> yeah, same with the, with the Spitfire as well. Like I, you were going back to the differences between the Battle of Britain one and the Desert 109s. When we brought out the Mark V Spitfire, I, you know, purely liked the ETO colour scheme. And then when I saw the tropical filter on the nose of the Spitfire, I instantly liked the tropical one better. Now, there's something okay. about that nose. And the actual filter and the, you know, I don't know, it just changes the whole shape of the aeroplane. It's, it's, so I don't know. It's, and with Spitfire tragic, always have been. Um, yeah, it, it Spitfire's in my blood. It's pretty bad. But, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's, I was saying, I, I'm actually, I have my, uh, my unboxing video. And in one of the comments was, um, I like my Mark one so much that I'm almost scared to fly it. And I've got to get over that hang up. So, these two 109s this summer are going to get absolutely flown to their to their daylights because I'm like, okay, I've got to get over these hangups and I've got to fly these planes for what they're worth and what they're, you know, I just got to fly them hard and enjoy them. So got some high expectations on these things. And the fact you say they fly faster is pretty awesome. Yeah, the, the uh, yeah, like I, I, one of the flights I did out just for the, when we did the filming was um, I took off, got the undercarriage away, cleaned it up just a new plane trimmed it all out and then i flew the whole thing the whole flight at full throttle just for fun. <laughs> it, was, it was a lot of fun there there of- are a couple shots where we were questioning if you guys were going to pull up or not <laughs> <laughs> one of those one of those shots where it comes in really low towards the ground that was the full throttle full uh, throttle flight so it was um a lot of fun the cameraman filmed it all in slow-mo hopefully it was you know he might film a crash but it didn't crash so it was good <laughs> Mike's gonna so Mike's gonna to total it. one before we yeah. even get it off the ground. <laughs> and I don't know exactly how you had that up there, so I'm gonna set it down a different spot for that. Um, Just to begin and everything. My goodness. So actually, when you're shooting stuff, uh, how many airplanes do you prep for shooting, or is that just based on availability? It's just um, obviously we'd like to just do the the one shot of the one airplane. That'd be great. Um, with that last shot, we had. Um, uh, two of the yellow nose ones, or the Battle of Britain one, and a, a two of the camouflage ones, and a spare. Um, so we always have a few just in case. Sometimes we bring them all back. Sometimes we bring nothing back. <laughs> no, that's not true. <laughs> hmm. uh, it's uh, it all depends on on the weather. You know, I mean, it depends on reliability of of the cameraman, and and then also you know what we can shoot. Uh, if there's cloud cover, it all it all depends on the day. It's mm-hmm. um, you know some of those shoots that you see can take. You know, five minutes to do when others can take an hour and two hours and three oh, yes. hours. And then yes. it, it just depends on, on you know, we, we can do, like, we can run 10 packs through an aeroplane just to get one pass that's right for the cameraman. So it's, it's uh, every, you know, everyone in the office is like, oh, the boys are out flying again. And we're like, yeah, it's it's still, yeah. you know, <laughs> it's still, you know as, as, as enjoyable as it is to get the right, angles the right weather the right light on the shot just to make sure it looks good it's yeah you have to do it and yeah it's it's what pack flies best with this four cell 2200 four cell four cell 2200 yep um we'll find it with a a 2700 mm. and it was still that good and and oh wow fantastic so yeah that that was 
but obviously you want to keep it light. Mm-hmm. Um, with the undercarriage stance, the way that it does sit, it, it will nose over if you've got like a, you know nose heavy weight. It's uh, the 109 is a tricky bird to fly. Yeah, the, the undercarriage isn't. It's it's not as close as the real one, so it's a little bit further apart. Mm-hmm. But it still has a tendency to to be a little bit tricky when you get it off the ground. You, you've just got to be patient. A lot of rudder. Yeah. Once you get it in the air, it's a different aeroplane. It's, it's like I said, you get the wheels tucked away, and it's it just tracks the way it needs to track. It's like a sports car. It's a lot of fun. Uh, one thing with previous 109s, though, they are definitely tricky taking off and landing, but especially with uh, the big flaps that they have, and generally you can get them to slow down yeah. pretty good, just keep that little bit of power on them just all the way to touchdown, you know, just – Set it right down, and they're 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 not too bad. Like you said, Steve, it just takes a, a little bit of practice, and once you figure it out or get it dialed in, then it's generally not a problem. Yeah, it's definitely not a first warbird. You wouldn't buy this if, if you <laughs> right. if, if you've never flown warbird before. Mm-hmm. But saying that, like once it once you have like I think I've uh, the flaps were set nearly at ninety degrees. One of the one of the one hundred nines I've got, and I didn't have to mix in any elevator at all. It sits mm, in nice. Is- settles down a little bit of nose down attitude and then you come down just land it you have to fly it into the ground a little bit like sort of like quarter throttle mm-hmm. and then once you get it on the ground the mains are on the ground and get rid of the flaps and then let it settle and then pull up on the elevator to sit in the tail down so it doesn't bounce around but it's there's an art to landing this plane and it, it oh boy yeah. but it's a lot of fun <laughs> it sounds like a real challenge for my abilities <laughs> yeah it's, it is a, for me, anyhow. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had, um, It'll be fun, though. Had, It'll yeah. be fun, for sure. I've got an FMS 109, and I've had previously, and, and that one, you can tame nearly any warbird. That's um, that's a lot of fun to fly, the, the torque on that when you take off. it's. I remember when I first took off, I was like, oh, there's 90 degrees from where I was supposed to be, and it you know, peeled off, and I was like, <laughs> okay, we're good. <laughs> it's a... Uh, yeah, city of pants, but it's good fun. It's that's what we're flying for. It's, yeah. Uh, one question I had, Steve, before we kind of get into the build process and everything. Uh, one of the first things yep. I noticed when we pulled it, I pulled it out of the box and was looking at everything. I was a little, and obviously I haven't flown it yet. I don't think Andre's had it out yet. We're just kind of waiting for the weather and the winds to break because it's been so nasty. So we're just all itching here. See, but I'm thinking this evening now. <laughs> I was going to go bow hunting, but I don't know about that now. But uh, one of my concerns, just looking at it, and obviously I haven't flown it yet, So, but uh, in the back of my head was the, the hard rubber tires. And first thing I thought, man, maybe on you know uh, hard surface or anything, this thing uh, coming in to land, it's going to have that kind of hard bounce. But I was just curious how this thing is landing on a, a harder surface with those tires. Yeah, it's not too bad. Like we've... Um like where we fly, it's a pretty solid, solid. It's a, it's a hard runway. Like it's, uh, it's a very, hard, um, some of the grass isn't there anymore because we've had such a hot summer. And, um, the undercarriage has there's a spring, obviously in the oleo as you can see behind mm-hmm, it, Andre. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Um, it, it takes a, a lot of impact out of the a little bit of cushioning. Of obviously, it, it will bounce back up because it is, you know, it's not as um, hard as the Spitfire. The mm-hmm. Spitfire is, but the wheels themselves, they've handled, like we've had plenty of flights out of the ones we've got, the, the wheel, and they've handled the, the conditions pretty good. So, as far as a, a, a smooth runway or an asphalt, they, they're going to wear down just as much as, as any other tire that, um, or wheel on any RC plane. Mm-hmm. Just, but 
I'd prefer to, to land it on a nice smooth runway. That would be good because obviously any bump or any any little uh, tufted grass is going to put you back in the air pretty quick. Yeah. And the last thing you want is to be back in the air with no airspeed because then that's just going to stall. Yeah. It's going to then flip under its lid and then it's not going to be fun. But I mean, obviously with a with a smooth runway, you can fly it in and grease the landings, and that's what you want to do. And then off the power, and it'll be beautiful. So right. Yeah. Uh, Andre, take us through a little bit of the uh, the build process. What you thought the the box, you know, how it was packaged, uh, pulling it out of the box, all the bits and pieces and everything, and your initial thoughts putting so, it together. Actually, yeah, it was a it was a snap. <laughs> um, uh, I laughed because uh, I put it together. I put together the, the Battle of Britain one right away, and, and then I realized, oh, I, I needed to do the control surfaces for the for the tail uh, before you put the wing on. But luckily, that's that's like literally four screws. Uh, six screws on the entire airplane is actually pretty phenomenal, um, and you spend more time doing some of the gluing uh, process uh, for all your trim pieces. Um, on the Bob, uh, the Battle of Britain one, I used foam tack, so I actually had to sit there and hold the exhaust stacks, you know, until the, the the stuff set up. When I did the desert scheme, I used CA and kicker just to speed things along. Um, but actually, it, it's a really nice plane to put together. You just take your time, and honestly, I think the uh, the longest process for me was the gluing and then the decal process. But as I did the decal process, I got better and better and better, mm-hmm. and in the end, I really enjoyed doing the decals, which was because uh, I remember doing uh, my Spitfire and the P40, and just like you're just terrified, and now it's like okay, <laughs> let's just go, let's put these on, and. Uh, I kind of went midway with my with my decal jobs. I put some of the trim pieces on, particularly the Battle of Britain one, but I didn't go full crazy because what I discovered when I did the Spitfire was as I was ironing, I was I, I wasn't happy with because I was just putting a little too much heat into it. I think, um, yeah. But uh, this, I'm, like the fact that you can put this thing together with six screws is just you know two in the tail. Uh, and then four in the uh, um, in the in the wing, and I like the fact that you guys did two different sizes in the wing with the uh, with the four by tens in the front and the three by tens in the back. You like that idea? I do, I do. It's just yeah, you know, it, yeah. I mean, okay, it's nice to have all four, but to, to see those and and the wing fittings, it's a solid pla- piece of plastic with brass uh, brass receivers inside. So you've got a good solid yes. lock. Um, it's yeah. interesting that you didn't go with the um, the pinned kind of style wing. Like this thing sits in there, and you know, and like I said, in, uh, I have a video I'll be pulling out afterwards. Um, yeah. But literally, when you're putting the wing on, you're pulling in that that um, uh, the PCB board for the receiver. Uh, you know, with all your fittings, and the only thing you're really watching for is the LED lights as you're pulling it through. And and mm-hmm. and <coughs> pardon me, I'm losing my voice today. Uh, and it's seated and done, so it's it's a really simple build. But just to correct you, there's eight screws because you need the bomb. You need. The oh bomb yes, bomb. sorry, to, sorry, sorry. And nine if you count the spinner. The spinner, yeah. <laughs> <I> was, <laughs> right. Darn it, I was on such a. But yeah. uh, and I love the fact that, you, that the bomb drop is. I I can't wait to do that. That's going to be a lot of fun. Now, how much drag does that add? Like I know the P40 had it, and I actually I've never flown the P40 with it with the bomb drop on it. But I guess this thing probably has enough. Power that it uh, gets yeah, away with you it. Don't, you don't really notice it that much. Like in, in the video, you can do some aerobatics with the actual bomb on it, so it does a loop and a roll. 
with, with the bomb attached. It doesn't really affect the CG that much either, which is really good. Uh, the bomb nearly sits like the weight of the... There's a bit of weight in the bomb as well to help it fall. So you get that realistic bomb drop. <laughs> so the bomb actually falls, which looks really cool. So, but um, yeah, it you don't really... It doesn't really affect the, uh, the performance that much, to be honest. Uh, Josh Orchard had a question. Uh, he says, how is the paint if you messed up? Does it peel? Now, I will say that the stickers are really, really, really good. So <laughs> if you don't get them on you know, quite straight or the first time, when you try to peel them off, no. It, the, the paint's going to come up uh, on the plane just because the stickers are, are really good. Once they're on there, they are on there. So you got to really just take your time, be precise, and you know get them on there straight the first time. And it was cr crazy, Andre. The, the first build did go very well. It was very simple. But for some reason, when, once I got one together and knew everything, when I built the second one, I enjoyed it so much more. I'm guessing you built that one second. I did. I the the second build went know. so much. You... you <laughs> Mike, get the absolute <laughs> pristine, pristine fly, it's gonna be airplane because <laughs> everything so awesome. everything on the second build but is perfect. It Mike. looks awesome. Perfect. I mean, you can tell the difference. It's yeah, like you progressed. Even I did. I I, I learned more about the stickers after the first build, and you know how yeah, that it went phenomenal. together. It just went to. It just it's beautiful. It yeah. is. Um, yeah. Now now at, at first. Uh, again, like Andre stressed, it did go together very simple. Uh, there's just a few things you got to glue on, uh, you know, the exhaust stacks and the air intake. And the, uh, what I what I do like too that a lot of 109s do not have or they don't include is a little antenna wire going from the back of the canopy to the tail. Uh, and that is included. Yep. You can glue that on if you want to put a little uh, fishing line or a small wire yeah. going there to make it even more authentic. I thought that was really cool to add that. Um, you know, besides the little uh, gluing parts, uh, you know, um, the the stickers was probably the biggest challenge. Um, the other thing, because we don't color inside the line. Yeah, so. and and at first, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and. <laughs> at, at first, I was a little annoyed with getting all the stickers on, but like I said, for some reason, after I got through the first one, and you know, you see the plane without the stickers, it just looks like a plain Jane 109. But after you get all those stickers on, it it just yeah. is a completely different. Like it just pops. Like once the stickers are on, it's that completes the whole thing. Um, hey, Chris and I picked uh, uh, opposite themes, so we we were, were you know our numbers are all different, everything. So when we're in the air together, we can. Yeah, that's mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. you mean you mean I'll get the partake in formation flying? You, yeah, I will let you. <laughs> I think I saw Vita sweat come out of his forehead as soon as I said that. Unseason <laughs> <laughs> guys. Now, Steve, it was kind. It was kind of funny because the the stickers that come with these. Matter of fact, I might still have some of them here in the back. Let me see if I can find them real quick. The stickers that you guys send with this is unbelievable because not only do you have two different schemes for each airplane, you have every imaginable little tiny sticker that can go on this airplane. And I was actually Google translating, trying to figure out because... What, what scheme you wanted. Well, yeah. not not so much that, but 
it, I was trying to Google translate the German meanings to see what, you know, like do not touch or do not step trying to figure out because yeah. even yeah. Googling the scheme on the internet, I had a hard time finding out like where exactly all these stickers go. And I, I did my best. I did put a few of them on, but it would be really cool to, to, to get like not even 90% of all those little intricate stickers off, you know, on the plane just to make it really stick yeah. out. Yeah, I did. I did one of them with all the stickers on, like as many as I could put on the all of them, and um, oh, it took a fair, like a couple of nights' work just to make sure they were all good and done properly. And, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, that that one's still in the office. So that that one, it's uh, it looks really cool when they're all done up, and a little bit of weathering on the exhaust and around the filter and that sort of stuff. That's another thing. The uh, desert one comes with the tropical filter on the front, so you can put mm-hmm. that above the exhaust. Hat. And um, even inside the radiators, there's two little stems that come in the in the accessories pack, and they sit inside the radiators to give you the the support for the radiator. So there's a little bit of detail there, which is, which is and the antenna, like the pitot tube and everything. Pitot tube, yep, window. yep. Which and again, on the second build, I learned more because the first build, I knew that was a pitot tube, and I looked at some photos, but I couldn't find <laughs> the slot for it to go in, and I couldn't figure it out. Well, what they did was just a little bit of the um, tape for the servo covered the slot, and on the second plane, yeah, I, yeah. it it was a you know I could see it, so I was like, oh, that's why I couldn't find it. So if anybody does happen yeah. to get a one hundred and nine, you can't find the slot for the pitot tube. It might be just on the edge of the servo tape covering up the servo. So just a <laughs> little, yeah. but I finally found it and put it on, and it looks really cool. And then Buck was asking about the Buck stance was asking about the alignment. So what I liked about this airplane was the fact that the panel lines. And mm. so I, I I literally used the box example. Yes. Like the examples on the box. I'm like, okay, the uh, Luftwaffe symbol that is the fourth over. Yes. And, yes. And I used the paint and I used the tri- and the panel line. Yes. My alignment. And yes. So the graphics, you know, they they turned out pretty level. Yes, and I, then, yeah, totally agree yeah, with you. Yeah. I did, I did exactly the same thing. And then w- what I was trying to do, I was pulling up pictures of uh, like models online, trying to find the the small little intricate uh, decals, you know, where they were going. Uh, and uh, the, like they, the, like you would think this to be the the big graphics would be a problem. They go on really nice. And then you pull the cover off, you take your time, mm-hmm. and then I hit it with my hot iron and a cloth, and they were on. It was, yeah. you know, so it's really good adhesive on it. So mm-hmm. it's nice to see, because honestly, that's the most daunting part of the whole task. Mm-hmm. Just a really, really nice-looking airplane. Oh, that's one of my favorites. And the, and the other big question that we had through forums and everything else is, will we see a big 109? <laughs> yes, mm. we had that here. <laughs> we were. We, it was all dependent on the success of this one and on. We didn't know how it was going to go. You don't. You don't really know how a model is going to go until it's released. You don't right. really. If it's going to be popular or not, you don't know. It doesn't matter how many people say on forums, "We want it, we want it, we want it." You don't know until it's released what happens. And then, when we released the one and nine, and we were yeah, very humble by its success. Um, does that translate to a bigger 109? Let's wait and see. Nice. 
actually that that is a great topic because you you know you're about to you're almost jumping into your larger plane market. I mean, we've seen stuff with the Avios line, yeah. but now you've got the Grand Tundra, and I assume that's going to be an Avios. Um, yes. And then obviously the Spitfire. So, you, are you guys retesting the waters? Is is this what the, the you know those two? I mean, obviously those planes are going to be top notch, but are you testing the market just to see what what the retention well, is going to be? We've we've basically know what we we can tell by the, from the success of other aircraft where where we sit, and obviously our competition as well. What they do, um, and it's um, obviously we. Uh, between Ian and myself, and, and you know the other guys at Hobby King, we like to sit down and look at what's going to what's going to make us stand out from our competitors. Mm-hmm. And we have some fantastic offerings coming out in the bigger size and the smaller size. So to say, is this where we're going to go? No, it's we'd like to keep our options open on everything. There's so many different aircraft that we can model and and you know even older ones that we can remodel again, which is you know popular because guys missed out on the first run and then they haven't been available now they're back and it's a bit of a resurgence there so you know we get we get a little bit of flack here and there saying that you know we're recoloring models and we're bringing out old stuff but it's it's a matter of changing the the things that were on the other one that may have needed to be changed or updating with new technology and that sort of stuff yep. and then we bring it back out of them and it's um you know it's 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 good to see the older models back again you know we enjoy them you know, seeing the like the Mark Twenty Four is a perfect example. Like that. I've had personally, I've had four Mark Twenty Fours, and now I've, I was able to color one out and bring it. And it's you know, it looks fantastic with the black and white stripes on it. It stands out in the air like it looks really cool. So we're you know, and it's a good thing. You know, ball link connectors and other you know, just to update it, especially with you know, ESCs and motors and everything else. We can and and also the foaming, the the, the techniques of the molding have changed since we first brought it out. So the the density of the foams changed a little bit as well, so it's, it's survivability, good. durability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Steve, Andre, and I were talking. We have a big question for you. Um, we were wondering if uh, you tried any belly landings with this. Uh, you know, some of the places we fly, we don't have a nice smooth runway or anything. If we left the gear up and maybe put some uh, few coats of uh, clear doll coat on the bottom to help protect it, if you've done any hand launching and belly landing with the 109. I hand launched the 109 and it was upside down inverted, a lot of fun. I don't suggest you do it if you don't know how to do that, but it's it's um, it hand launches okay. Uh, okay. Do it inverted and just throw it over, overhead, and it, then just turn it over once you get the flight going. I'm <laughs> not that doing that. That sounds really no. scary. I'm right? not doing that. <laughs> no. Invert no. it, take off it, um, out of the hand. What? No. No. Yeah, just invert it. It, it freaks a lot of people out at the club. So then you just, you just got to remember to push up, not down. So it's. Uh, yeah, yeah, I want to yeah. see. Exactly. I want to see that on yeah. video. Yeah. I've never seen that done. Actually, that's where it's up is down, and down is expensive. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> At low, low, yes. low level, right? Too. No, holy moly! No, I want to no, see no, that. Hand, that hand sounds awesome. Hand launch of the one hundred and nine is fine. It, it it takes off nearly out of your hand. It's got plenty of power. It's it's um, obviously torque roll, but mm-hmm. you can't rate that. You know, ailerons and rudder and that sort of stuff. And it's mm-hmm. pretty cool. Landing it, I wouldn't suggest you do it because the radiators, unless you take the radiators off, mm-hmm. they're gonna they're gonna grab. They're gonna rip off. Okay. Um, if you yeah, tell us I'm to land inverted, I know you're full of it then. <laughs> That's not happening. <laughs> Save the gear. Or yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't rip the radiators off. Just flip it over and land inverted. You're good. 
Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Uh, the yeah, so I mean, I don't know. I haven't tried to to belly in the one hundred and nine. I, I wouldn't. That's the only thing I'd be worried about the uh, the air intakes on the bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. You've also got the the bomb cradle underneath as well. If you remove, yeah. There's no reason why you. Maybe you could put a wheel inside that bomb carrier or something like that and give you a little wheel to maybe mm-hmm. land on. Mm-hmm. It could be the and make may, may, you know may, might make it clear of the radiators, but yeah, obviously with the with the three bladed propeller as well. Yep. Yeah, like you would have to. You There'd would be some to, work yeah, involved you, to make yeah. this a belly lander, I think. Yeah, yeah, but it's uh, think, it's tempting. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, it, it it'd be similar in performance to a. Um, yeah, extra if you could put the power plant in there and get a, you know, that could be a challenge actually. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. <laughs> parts kicking around here. Yeah, no, I uh, no, I think uh, even even I planned up my EFX extra on uh, ice and it's just like slid down the entire length of the <laughs> runway and you're like, oh, the foam, the foam, the foam. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll stick with uh, I'll stick with landing gear. But I I I looked at it and I was like, oh, if I got a second wing and like you said, didn't do the the intakes and everything, and went with yeah. a singular prop, a two bladed prop, it might just do it. But yeah, yeah. If you were to put some tape or something underneath it, like a bit of reinforced tape or something like that, mm-hmm. yeah. to get it to on, it might be okay. But then you've got that front radiator as well, which right. might dig in. Oh, that's true. That's yep. true. That just mulch everything. Yeah, yeah. That's just all kinds of dirt and crap and everything. Yeah, yeah no. Nope. Uh, yeah. Just land, just land on the wheels. <laughs> yeah, Steve. We're getting some questions about if you guys have been looking into doing any more uh, World War One planes. World War One planes are always, you know, we we had a lot of success with the SC five A. We we have got another biplane Warbird. In the in, like in production, mm-hmm. what it is, yeah, I can't say. Right, um, right. It's uh, it's been looked at, and, and it's it's obviously pretty cool. Um, so that's a, a warbird biplane. Yeah. Good, good. We'd like to see so, more of those. Yeah, World War One is a very interesting topic. You know, I've, the Fokker triplane, one of my favorite airplanes of all time. The Red Baron is just a killer pilot. I love yep. the guy. Yep. Um, um, but will we make a Fokker triplane? Probably not, because there's a lot of them out there, and a lot of guys have done it. Mm-hmm. But it's um, if I was given the choice, I'd love to do a big balsa one. But yeah, I don't know. World War One's very interesting. There's a lot of airplanes, a lot of popular airplanes. You know, the Sop with camels. You know, mm-hmm. the Pup. Very, very, very popular airplanes. Yep. Um, and like I said, the SC Five A was a very successful plane when we had it out. You know, many years ago now. So and, and it flew really well and. Yeah. So, folks, so, um, yeah, <laughs> might, might see some. So, but there's, um, yeah. And, and again, is that is that you guys? Is is that you know your design? You and your design team is that your passion, or is that you looking at the market, going, yeah, we see a niche, and we're gonna we're gonna capitalize on it? It's a bit of a, a bit of a mix. Like we all bring in our own. Um, I suppose tastes or our own choices, and then from there we can decide whether or not it's going to be a success, and then it goes through the process. Um, you know, there's obviously a few on my bucket list that I'd like to tick off, but every time I bring it up, I get I get slapped. And it's not going to happen. So uh. it's, um, 
you know, like uh, all-time favourite aeroplanes and that sort of stuff. Like, um, yeah, like it has to, uh, you know, obviously World War II is a, a very passionate, you know, um, era for myself with, with aviation. You know, I mean, there's I've, uh, the, the P-51 Mustang is a fantastic aeroplane and I'd love to do another one, given the choice I'd do it tomorrow. But, uh, yeah, does the market need another P-51 Mustang? Yeah, there's a lot of them. Yeah. That's what I was so, thinking too. There's a lot of them out there, but, you know, I, I do like the Mustang. It's, it's a nice-looking airplane. But, it's a good one to yeah. have a lot out there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but saying that, it's 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 a you know a risky thing. You can go there and design an air, bring an airplane, like a, an Italian plane, for instance, and, you know, they, they look fantastic. But are they going to be popular? It's you know, yeah, uh, yes. The people, a, a Mackie two hundred two or two hundred five, yeah, you know, and and Russian uh, Russian planes are another thing as well. Like they're a cool looking plane, World War Two, very you know strong, masculine looking airplane, and yet guys, you don't see that many guys scratch building a, a Russian World War Two fighter. But, <laughs> and that and that, that's an indicator too. What people like is is what guys actually have at the flying clubs and, and the fields around the place that we see. You know, scratch built bits and pieces and everything else. So it's 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 good to see what's out there and what's, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Uh, we're also getting some questions of obviously we know Steve, you like the big airplanes and you like the balsa stuff. So is it something in Hobby yeah. King's realm that uh, you might be putting out some bigger balsa stuff uh, coming down here in the fu- near future? Definitely yes. Bigger, bigger, <laughs> bigger balsa. <laughs> No, uh, no, no. We've we've got some um, interesting products coming through the Kingcraft range. Which mm-hmm. was, we we brought the um, we had a pit special. Uh, it was a smaller balsa plane, electric, and and that that was very successful for us. And uh, you know we got some really good feedback on that. And um, so yeah, balsa planes are definitely definitely a, a focus under the Kingcraft banner. Mm-hmm. And. Um, Ian is actually their brand manager with Kingcraft. You've met Ian or seen Ian on, on the videos. Yep. Yep. Um, obviously, we work next to each other and we talk a lot in regards to the products, which is really cool. And we get to, you know, to you know, we argue a lot as well, which is <laughs> fun. But he's, um, yeah, he's he's very passionate when it comes to you know his aircraft as well. So we, the the Kingcraft range is is going to be, yeah, very very interesting, which which is cool. Awesome. Hey, I have a question. Uh, I thought it was rather intriguing, and and you could probably I have an idea what you know why it's done, but you could probably dive in a little deeper. Obviously, we know as far as the German planes and the swastika symbol, a lot of countries I believe that it's not even legal to have that or display that. So, I found it intriguing that you know you had it uh, marked or or you know marked out on the boxes and then also in the sticker kit you ha- you actually include the swastika which i i think's cool because you know I, as for a, an original plane i actually put it on andre was yeah. just kind of like nah i don't think i want to put it on which i i love the option but in the sticker kit is it because of uh you know some places not being able to use it or display it, it why you had to split it in half and put it on the sticker sheet yeah, that, that's exactly right. That's that's the reason why we do it. It's um, uh, if you have a look at any, uh, like for instance, Hasegawa Tamiya kits with their plastic model kits, they do exactly the same thing. Ah. Or they'll, or they'll supply you with a black square. Mm-hmm. It's um, yeah, it's it's for the for the guys that don't you know don't want it. We obviously show it in the videos because yep. we want to represent the scale aspect of the aircraft as mm-hmm. well. Yes, being an airplane, there's 
extremely scale, we want we want to have the option. Yes. To give you to give the customer that option to put it on or not. You know, it, it, it is. It is, uh, you know, we, we do understand what it represents, but it's um, it's up to you guys to, to put it on or not. We uh, and that's why it's included in the in the kit. Good, I, you know, I'm just I'm, I'm yeah. I got to give you some praise that they yeah. give you. Yeah, that you get the option whether you want to put it on or not. I thought that was that was really good. Yeah, yeah. Like it, um, it's not really it's it's you know we we have, it comes up a fair bit you know and it, we. We look at it and give it the merits for the actual scale aeroplane it is, and mm-hmm. you know, guys actually say, well, "Why, you know, why have you done a German aeroplane?" It's like, well, it's it's because it's an extremely popular and it's a passionate thing to have an aircraft, both, you know, for and against that. You know, in, in during World War Two, you've got to have the, you know, the bad guys as well in your right. collection, and, right? Um, and they were such, and and not just saying that, they're also it, it also represents the guys that flew them as well, like these guys were just as important as the Allied fighters. You know, these these guys went out to serve their country and mm-hmm. and to do a job, and, and, and we pay homage to those guys as well. So it's it's a bit of respect for these guys that went and fly this aircraft. You know, we don't care what nationality they were or anything else. It's, it's more about, you know, their, their passion for aviation and, and who they were and, and what they did. So it's, it, 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 you know. Oh, I to- totally agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You know, and my thoughts is for the time, too, uh, the German uh, engineering and everything in the aviation, you know, world back then, they were right on the cutting edge, I mean, with everything. Yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's very similar to, you know, like, you know, if you were to to make a B-29 bomber and then you were to have one that was an Ola Gay, you know, like, Mm -hmm. it can be a touchy touchy subject to some people, but it's, um, obviously, it's... You know, it's it's a modelled aeroplane that we wanted to do, and it's yeah. it's it's there, and a lot of other manufacturers do it, and you know, kill markings on the side of aircraft are another thing as well. Like yeah. We, you know, we've put you know, like um, downed aircraft, and how many aeroplanes they've shot down, and that sort of stuff on the side of aircraft. But it's more in a historical thing rather than glorifying war. So. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. yeah. Speaking of bombers, uh, any any bombers on the forefront? <laughs> um. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> um, there's um. Yeah. I'm not <laughs> I love it. I love yeah. it when you dig in yeah. and they're like, no. well, uh, "Can I release that yet or yeah. not?" No, I don't no, think no, no. so. <laughs> we, we have we have we have a multi-engine airplane which is going to blow your socks off. It is fantastic. It's the best thing. I love it. As soon as I saw it, I just went like, "This thing is sensational." It's a. Yeah. It's an it's an interesting market. Like uh, they seem to go in waves, and then it's you know I I've I've yet to own. Well, I've got my mosquito, but yeah, you know it's yeah. uh you know but that's just a really fast moving twin, you know. But it's uh the four engine ones are are kind of this interesting little market of their own, and uh, I don't know yet. <laughs> Well, it's, it's, it's a difficult thing to do, like because with a with a bombing, obviously you're not going to do aerobatics and you can't fly it. I mean, you can, but you know you don't really want to fly it inverted and do mm-hmm. and head stalls and everything. Right. Some guys do. You know? I had a guy at our flying club who had a B seventeen. The thing flew like a you know, like a three D plane. At least, <laughs> but, it was, but yeah, to um, you know, the, uh, we've we've got another twin coming out in the Avios range, which is pretty cool. Um, that 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 is pretty cool, actually. I, I like flying that thing, but uh, you'll enjoy, you'll enjoy that one as well. 
Uh, and so, yeah, definitely multi-engines. I've always liked the JU88. I think that mm-hmm. thing is, you know, built in so many different numbers and so many different schemes, and it's a fantastic-looking aeroplane. But they're, you know, the the Wellington's another aeroplane, one of my favourites, but yeah, it's a, it's a, that's another one. You know, that's a risky aeroplane. Uh, to get that design right in foam would be a bit of a challenge with that geometric sort of fuselage and that sort of stuff. But, um, hey, it's worth the challenge. It's a fantastic aeroplane, but let's see what happens. Yes, there's definitely some interesting planes coming through Avios and your flight range. Awesome. That's all. And, you know, and there's That's something. all you can say. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know, like you were mentioning, Steve, it's, you know, you got a big four-engine airplane. I'm not looking for, obviously, any kind of aerobatics or 3D, but the, the presence of a big four-engine bomber, you know, you're flying it down the runway at two feet, and them four engines are just roaring, you know, and the, the look and the presence of it, I mean, that's just incredible. It really is. Yeah, like um, like Freewing released the B twenty four, and that's a that's a cool looking airplane. Yes, like I've always liked the airplane, although the Lancaster is better looking. Uh, <laughs> um, but the um, the yeah, that, that's a cool looking plane. Like a big wingspan, it would fly like a glider with that massive wing. So mm-hmm. it's um, yeah, it looks really cool as well. But uh, yeah, we have our own four engine airplane, and it's it's very cool. But anyway, that's that, that's enough to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. It's 1 o'clock in the morning. My dad just brought me a beer. How good's my dad? Oh, my nice. gosh. That's fantastic. <laughs> nice. I love it. It is after hours. Yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> yeah, and it, and it is um, 20-odd degrees still. So it's, oh, my gosh. Know, it's nice and warm. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, somebody, uh, Joshua Orchard was asking, he said, why don't a lot of the dive bombers get more love as far as RC airplanes? You know, those are some of the guys that he said had the balls of steel, but you don't see a whole lot of them out there. Is it just the fact that the, you know, the, they don't find them that interesting or they're not or that, that popular the characteristics even maybe? I think, I, I think everyone's made a Stuka, haven't they? Uh, I know FMS had a Stuka, but I don't know. I haven't seen many uh, Stukas out there. Huh? Durafly had one, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Durafly had one in the day. FMS had one. Uh, VQ Models, I think. You know, did the VQ Models do one? No, they would have. Freewing? Sure. There was a Freewing. Um, was there a Freewing Stuka? I don't know. No, sorry, no, but a dive bomber. Oh, a dive the bomber. They did the Dauntless, yeah. Um, yeah, dive bomber. Was the Hell Diver a dive bomber? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, there you go. Yeah, I guess there's a few out there. Could have that, that could have been a hint, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Oh, that's funny. Oh, yeah. Dauntless. There we go. That's the one I was looking for. Thank you, Josh Archer. Yeah. The Dauntless is nice too. I had a chance to look at one of those, and I did something crazy, and I I got a jet, and then the, the jet didn't last very long. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking yes. about jets, we've got a few jets coming through too. Oh, nice! Uh, hey, well, yeah, actually, um, how did the how did the um, the, the sky sword, sword the, the sky sword do for you guys? I mean, that was a big jump into ninety eight millimeter EDFs. Yeah, 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 the yeah the 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 uh, yeah it was it was well received. Um, the color scheme, both, both choices, was you know really good. We also brought out this ARF, so you can put your own gear into it. We sold out of um, of that run, and there's um, yeah there. are very, very nice airplane to fly. Very, you know, different looking airplane. Yeah, it, right now. it truly looks like a sword flying. Yeah. I bet <laughs> that thing is unbelievable. Yeah. Um, 
What got name. me about that one was the, uh, the 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 photos didn't translate the size of this airplane. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, then I saw airplane. one. It was like, wow. I've got mine set up on ADES, and it's um, a lot of fun to fly. That was, it's got an upgraded fan and stuff in it, so that's um, 150 amp ESC on ADES, and it, it's a different airplane altogether. <laughs> that's it's, huge. Um, Where'd it go? Yeah, yeah no kidding. Wow. Uh, yeah, but yeah, the Sky Sword's popular, um, and we've got another, you know, a couple of jets which are pretty cool. <laughs> That's uh, yeah, but um, watch this space: Durafly and Avios and H King yeah. as well. So there's a couple of jets coming through. Well, and, and this is it. Like you, you spent your, you've been in this role for just over a year now, if I'm correct. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, you know, so you spent that year going through those models that we were trying, that you were trying to get through. So now we're into your products, I assume, or, or you're 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 on the cusp of yeah. starting to release some yeah, of your yeah, products. Yeah, the, the first one comes through pretty soon, which is which is pretty cool. We, which was one that we had um, sort of sitting in on you know on the sidelines, and that's come in and it's finished off, and that that looks pretty cool. So that'll be um, out before we know it that that's one that's popped up pretty quick which is pretty cool so that's uh and that that is pretty that that's pretty exciting it's um part of the original retro range if you remember that range Mm -hmm. so it's um it's a cool little plane so that's uh yeah and we've shown i think a photo of that but there's more to come so that's um as soon as we get you know into warehouses which it should be very soon then um, we'll we'll start the uh, the teasing as we do and saying very soon so Bill Decker can say where's the tundra. <laughs> <laughs> poor Bill, we're picking and, uh, on him. Poor Bill. Poor yeah. Bill. That's no, all right. No, he no, get, no. he gives it he gives it to us, so we got to give it to him good, a little bit. Yeah. That's all right. Oh, yeah, like he he comes his name comes up in the office all the time. He <laughs> did a video about, about the it was like a Blair Witch project during the whole. Um, <laughs> Five November sale, and we actually called the guy Bill. <laughs> oh no, that's the green Bill, and it was pretty funny. So uh, uh, we thought it was. Funny. You, you <laughs> know, you got to give the guy a little credit because he's so passionate. I mean, oh. he's been waiting a long time. He's like, I just want my grand tundra. You know, just give me my grand tundra, and I will, I will be happy and shut up now. <laughs> so that's I got to right. give and him. He, a little... And he's going to enjoy it. It's a fantastic airplane, like I said before, and it's um, it's it's coming very, very, very soon, Bill. You'll enjoy it. Yeah, he says that he's online here watching the show. He says, definitely, I, I deserve it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. I just funny. I just realized that Andre and Mike, you guys are wearing the exact I same shirt. I saw that. I noticed that right away. <laughs> that's funny. The same color. Here. How did you guys order the same color? I'm not exactly sure. I just His know I like lighter, it. Like I, think. It. I like the looks of it. and I, yeah. I don't know. His has just probably been washed. I more. have that gray one, but the plane has oh, disappeared yeah. it. I almost grabbed that one, but you can't see. I think it's been outlined since, which makes it a weight pop. But yes. anyways, <laughs> I got the version where you can't see yeah. anything. It's just a gray shirt. <laughs> oh, it's funny. Uh, anybody else? Anybody have any other questions uh, for Steve? Uh, what's go- coming down the pike or the 109 or anything like that? Mike, did you have any questions with the one? I'm just excited. I can't wait to try this yep. thing out. <laughs> and this is this this totally I was unexpected in this. This is awesome. The gift. 
Where are we going to fly? It was what I wanted. Oh, yeah. Are we going to do this at Jackson? Or is that that other place we were mentioning with more asphalt? Yeah. I don't know. Good question. Uh, Steve, I had a question about the, what is it, the the RC Groups airplane that you guys released. How did that come yep. up, how did that come about with getting the RC group scheme and and I was actually even kind of shocked that you guys did you know did a scheme like that the RC groups how how did that all come about It's a it was a collaboration between um, it's been in the pipeline since uh, 2016 um, with the development and everything else so it's been it's been around for a while and mm-hmm. talking with RC groups and obviously um, Jim Burke who was the owner of the original plane and owner of um, the founder of RC groups Right he contacted, he contacted Hobby King and worked together to um, produce the aeroplane in his color scheme. So it was um, a collaboration between both RC Groups and Hobby King. Ah. Um, I, I was able to come onto the back end of the project when it was, um, you know, the schemes have been decided, the aircraft have been tested. Um, Tom over in the Netherlands, you would have known from the Hobby King live videos. Yeah. He um, did a little bit of work with uh, Stuart as well in, in getting the aeroplane up to spec and and to get it flying and uh, obviously with the design and everything else and then um working with rc groups to finalize it and to bring it out which was a lot of fun to to finish the project so it was good Mm -hmm. but that's how that all come about so what what plane would the uh you know rc after hours what plane would that be folks (laughs) that definitely have to be some kind of big sail plane of some sort right belly lander belly yeah belly lander (laughs) uh On, on speed on skis. It needs skis. On skis, yeah. <laughs> Steve, I have a quick question. I don't know if you can answer this, but I was very curious. Uh, again, Andre, we're talking, looking at the new Durafly planes in the 109, and we were he was comparing a little bit to the uh, Spitfire and the P-40 and everything. Can you say, or maybe you can, maybe you can't, it, are you guys still using the same manufacturer that you were for the older planes, or is this a different, newer manufacture or is it the same i was we were just curious about that as in older planes as in like the p40 and the spitfire is the 109 is it's uh, a different manufacturers or or just a different process or something with the new 109 no and it's the same as the spitfire i, I okay. would say the older planes the original completely different like the original um durafly ranges the sky raider and the you know the Mark Twenty Four and the, and this Mustang and the Corsair that they were a different company, mm-hmm. um, but the Spitfire and and the P Forty onwards have always been uh, the, the processes have been the same through the P Forty Spitfire and and the now the One Nine. Okay, all right. We were just you know we were Andre had his two planes and was comparing things and features and everything. And it was we were just curious if it you know if it's the same or if it's changed or. Was the pilot designed around someone? What's that? Was the pilot designed around some particular figure in history, or uh, a that's a good pilot? question. The pilot figure, or anything was. Uh, I, I told someone at work it was um, a Stuart designed a pilot around himself, but it's <laughs> true. So, we just- <laughs> so it's Stuart. Is that what it is? Yeah, maybe it is Stuart in that plane, huh? Maybe it is. That's funny. <laughs> no. I- I don't, I don't think so. I don't think anyone's. Um, well, we've had some comments that he's, um, you know, the wrong height, the wrong size. He looks a bit, you know, pale or looks a bit whatever. Oh, but, uh, no, it's, uh, oh man. Yeah. It's, 
it's um it's you know it's it's a pilot that fills up the cockpit space and looks good in the air yes no i think it looks nice it's really nice it's it's so funny you mentioned this because we had this big discussion here a while back when uh horizon hobby brought out the at6 uh they went off on rc groups about their pilot he's too small he's sitting too low oh my lord and it was this whole thing and poor horizon they were trying to defend it like you know well back in the day they you know they sat on a shoot and blah 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 and it was on and i'm like look a foot away, you can't tell whether <laughs> no. the pilot's flipping you off or <laughs> smiling. or It doesn't matter. you got a pilot figure in there. Who cares? <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? I mean, it's yeah. an RC airplane. I guess it's the But, but the we, we're the same. Like we, 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 beat it, we beat ourselves up in regards to scale and the design and, and the look of the aircraft. Right. And when, when you go to a flying club and you say, you know, the majority of guys flying, they just want to get an airplane that looks like that, that airplane yeah. of that era. And yep. just have fun. And yes. And that, yes. And that, uh, if you, you know, I mean, like the scale guys are going to be there. Like I've, I've had, you know, FMS planes in the past, and I've rebuilt whole cockpits and gone nuts. And sure. And then when I fly it, it looks like the one next to it stopped. And I'm just like, <laughs> but I personally know what's in it, so I get a little, you know. Like, yeah. But it's, but that's that's a good aspect to all of the foam models is you can. You know, kit bash them as much as you want to make them look like a, a, a real one as much as you want, which is great. Yeah, so I, you can. I t- you know, if you want to add bits and pieces or whatever you want to do to make it, you know, it's up to you. But where we give a really good platform, and that was part of this. You know, when we decided not to add stickers, is is guys wanted to weather them and then mm-hmm. repaint yeah. them. And sort of that. Yeah. So, so you're not painting over the sticker and then having back and find new stickers. You know, they're not applied. It gives you a blank canvas in a way to do it. And, um, you know, we, we trialed the, the plain white foam for a bit. And mm-hmm. like, I think the, the, the Comet was one that we did it to. And um, it wasn't that popular. It, it, you know, I always was an advocate for give me a, a, a foam airplane that's not painted. And, you know, back in the day before I started at Hobby King, I was always like, why don't these guys make a foam airplane that's just plain white? Yeah. 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 But, um, yeah, I, th- I think a, a grade base would be really good. But then again, I'm, 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 you know, I'd like to sit there with an airbrush and repaint an airplane. I think it's great. But saying that, the desert scheme, every every desert scheme that we've manufactured is individual. So all <laughs> those patches, are like done. the modelling itself, are all all done by hand. They're not a mould, so they're wow. all set there individually painted so every single one is completely unique. oh cool i have a happy piece on mine eh? and that, <laughs> yeah, you did. Oh, cool. i love that so wow i did not know I, that. I, that's an interesting fact yeah that's really is. cool wow yeah so if you have a look at uh, all of them they're all like you know you can i've had a look at the, a couple of different fuselages obviously we've had a few come through mm-hmm. you're and, amazed um, by that i yeah. can tell i'm um, yeah i'm that's looking cool. at it now and i'm like wow they're yeah, all some, different jeez a whiz yeah if you have if you have a look at another one or the the, the photos on, on the on the net, they'll be a, a completely different modelling. Very similar, but yeah, yeah. Yep. They're, they're, they're individuals, which is fantastic. So all of the desert ones are unique. <laughs> wow, that's interesting. <laughs> and they would be, right? So that's, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Um, do these products? Unique, I never, I never the, asked before. Oh, do they have serial numbers on these products? I assume they serial do. numbers. I mean, how did? I'm just curious. I never really asked the question before that they can identify each plane made somehow. Oh, I wouldn't think so. You don't think so? No, no, no not, 
I'm just thinking because of the individual they, paint scheme. That's kind of it's oh, unique. they probably maybe they had a way of oh, they probably you guys probably have some kind of batch number though. I'm assuming of you could tell what yeah, yeah, that yeah. yeah. And we we actually did. If you remember the the vampire, we brought that yep. out in a in a camouflage, and that was only a limited number, and each one of those were numbered. So mm, yeah, that's yeah. that's one that we did. Okay, so um, yeah, and the you know the vampire has been. One of uh, it would have to be our most popular EDF jet. It's such a good airplane. I was just curious. Very popular. Hmm. So many things yeah. have serial numbers on them. I, it just surprises me. <laughs> you don't have a finished product. Yeah, that's one. Right. But. Yes, we know which one you have. We're tracking you now. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <sighs> very interesting. Some very interesting stuff. Um, so uh, what? Go ahead, Steve. Yeah, uh, the saying unique stuff, the Spitfire, the Mark, the big Avial Spitfire, which is coming out. Soon. Yep. It, um, obviously in two different color schemes, same as the Desert. So you'll have the Desert and the ETO scheme. Ah. And it's the first time we put a shark's mouth on a Spitfire. <laughs> so, oh, wow. so that looks pretty cool. Wow. So that was, uh, uh, yeah, a U.S. Army Air Force color scheme with a shark's mouth. It's pretty cool. Huh. Very unique in the air. Wow. Interesting. People will be like, that's yeah. a weird looking P40. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Actually, uh, actually, our, our boss came in and he looked at it uh, sitting on the desk and he's gone, I thought that was a P40. <laughs> like, uh, wow. Because it does. It looks like a P40. Ah, nice. Uh, Buck Stamps asks, is it, is it a Mark IV? Sorry, Mark Nine. <laughs> can't read. No, it's a Mark V. It's a Mark V-B, to be okay. exact. 5B. Yes. Oh. Hmm. Which is um, so basically, it's a blown up version of the smaller Durafly one. Yeah, with a few more added extra details, obviously with flap indicators and yes. interior, and um, all the servos for the rudder and elevator are hidden, and also the ailerons are all they're all basically hidden under covers, and it gives it a very very realistic look in the air. Did you uh, does the tail retract on that one? I don't remember. Now the mark. The only the uh, the Mark Eight Spitfire had a retracting tail wheel, okay. but the Nines and the Fives didn't. Mm. Okay. They they saved I think around about four miles an hour when they retracted the tail wheel, so they didn't really see it necessary uh, to do that. So. Yeah. yeah, and all that extra tail weight. Save yeah. the weight. Yeah. 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 I know on I know on my FMS P fifty one B it retracts and that was the first time I had an airplane with the with the tail retract. I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I had a. Uh, I've, I've still got a, a P40 with a tracking tail wheel, and the tail wheel. It's um, it's got the synchro doors, so the doors oh. used to close, and the tail wheel would come up, and I'd be like, "No, the other way." <laughs> and it took, <laughs> took forever to sort that out, which is cool. Awesome. So what we've learned today is uh, obviously Hobby King's got some serious stuff coming down the pike here relatively soon. So we might be seeing some EDFs. Uh, some larger, possibly balsa planes, uh, other warbirds. Yeah, the Grand Tundra <laughs> is on its way very soon. I'm pretty excited yep. about this for sure, no doubt about it. Because it's been yeah, a long, it's been a while, Steve, since we've seen some airplanes. So we're definitely excited. Yeah, it's it's a it's a very busy time. Like I said before, we've got you know we've got plenty of plenty of new things coming through as well, which is very exciting. Um. <laughs> And obviously, we've got the version twos of some aircraft that are coming through as well. So they're 
you know, with the the Mark Five Spitfire eleven hundred millimeter Mark Five Mark Five Spitfire is a very unique color scheme. Oh, sweet! Very soon. Sweet. So that's um, yeah, we're um, we're pretty excited about this to see how it to what it looks in the air and it, uh, to see how it's um, the response with the community. The RC community is going to be fantastic. So we're really looking forward to releasing that one. Um, that's all I'm going to say about that. So we want to keep that one as a bit of a surprise to the RC community. Sweet. So mm-hmm. it's, um, yeah. And there's some interesting new products coming through, which is very cool. Awesome. So there you have it, folks. We've got it. Uh, Hobby King has got a lot of stuff coming soon. So stay tuned. It's going to be exciting. Hopefully we'll get our hands on some of this stuff and we'll get to show you and talk about it and obviously get to fly it. Uh, so we're excited. Steve, thank you for coming on, hanging out with us, uh, talking RC airplanes and warbirds. And, and thank you very much for uh, sending us these 109s because, honestly, uh, I, you know, I've said it a million times, the 109 is one of my absolute favorite warbirds out there i haven't had one in quite a while um i haven't really seen you know they besides fms and a couple other companies really hasn't been that many of them out there um so i'm i'm really excited to see this size you know 1100 millimeter in the 109 really excited i want to thank you as well i can't thank you enough this is awesome i can't wait to give it a spin (laughs) yeah they look great in the studio hanging up yeah so uh, any other questions? If anybody out on Facebook Live or anything before we let Steve go, if you have any questions, now's the time. Uh, throw them out there, uh, and before we uh, move on. But like I said, looks like it's going to be a good time for HK. You got anything else, Mikey? No, you're you're just grinning from here. You, you haven't really stopped excited. grinning. I, just, I want to go to this evening. <laughs> I'm not lying. This is, yeah, the crazy thing it's, is, it's going to be calm out. I know that. Yeah. I looked at the wind. <laughs> it's just chilly. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we definitely had to shoot shoot a little bit of video. It's so foggy out right now. We could throw. We might those want to get all there. of my video before I fly it on yeah. the ground. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it sounds like it's going to challenge me, but it'll be a blast. Yeah, can't wait. Uh, one question is, Steve, did you have any idea or a rough guess what the Grand Tundra price is going to be around or close Since to? It's so soon to releasing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um. And to to be honest, I'd, it just depends upon the uh, when we release it. It depends on the uh, exchange rate with the currencies and everything else. So, you know, uh, dollar figure, I can't really give you that yet. Mm-hmm. Um, will it? You know, it, it'll be uh, obviously compared with our competition. It's going to sit in and around there somewhere. Okay, we were very fortunate to to bring the one and nine to a very very good price. It, it's it's very competitive, and it's. Yep. Um, yeah. It, we were able to bring out a very unique product with a lot of features for a very competitive price, and we've, we've, uh, we've you know, it, it's some good feedback there with that. And so what is the we're price very point? Happy with it. I forgot to mention so, that. Uh, on the BF I think out of the, yeah, out of the Hong Kong warehouse, I think roughly they're around one seventy US. So out of the Hong Kong warehouse, wow, so, that's a good price for sure. Uh, I think. Uh, I mean, I yes. got it in front. Yeah, one side, one one seventy global, and out of the U.S., it was uh, one ninety eight. One ninety eight. Yeah. Under two hundred. That's pretty good. That's good. Yeah, especially for what it you're getting good. the detail and you know, uh, four cell capable and yeah. The, yeah. And and the, yeah, and the the detail and the scale. It, yes. it looks like a plastic when you have it sitting in front of you, and that's um. Yeah, it hasn't been done with a one hundred and nine to have that much detail and that much scale and that. The realistic look of a 109 in the right stance and everything else yep. and 
And um, yeah, Stuart and Tom Hunt, obviously with the design back back in the day, nailed it. And it's uh, a credit to both those guys, which is really good. And we've just been fortunate to uh, to finish it off, finish that project off. And you know, we a couple of little changes here and there, and it's and it's out. So it's good. Yeah. Very so uh, now you guys are going to have to go out and shoot your own little uh, Battle of Britain video, huh? <laughs> yeah. With um, yeah, I've got a uh, I've got my own uh, Mark Five and Mark and uh, and Mark One Spitfire, which is uh, looks looks very good with the yeah. I just need another pilot. So <laughs> <laughs> Chris can, tells me all the time. I was going to say I can put some interesting scenes up <laughs> in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> You want tight formation? Mike will give you tight formation. Yeah, he'll give you tight. Yeah. Might bump, bump some wings a little bit, but it'll look good. Just a little bit. Yeah. I'm out of bullets. Doesn't matter. Yeah. And obviously, with um, with with the models, FPV has always been a big thing. Like the big Spitfire will come out with an FPV pan and tilt um uh, mount for the camera. Yeah. Um, so I mean, if if you guys are keen to try and land and take off a, a big spitfire it'd be sensational in that cockpit build detail and everything oh, else wow. and, look yeah. and look at the wing it's and um obviously like we followed on with the t28 had the pan and tilt set up mm-hmm. in the cockpit and um so fpv is still very current and obviously the both the flying wings are going to be fpv as well so there's yes FP, fpv is still there it's um yeah it's very interesting i've got a pan and tilt in the 109 at the moment, which oh, I'm wow. setting up. So I'd, I'd, I'd like to do some low passes looking over the wing and try oh. and strafe some British airfields. But, um, it's, uh, yeah, it, it's landing and take off FPV could be interesting <laughs> with the 109. <laughs> wow. It's a, it's a pretty yeah, good it pancake, eh? Hey? It might be easier. I, I don't know. It might be easier trying to come in with that, you know, first-person view. I don't know. <laughs> I'll get back to you. If it works, we'll show the video off. Like it yeah, if it doesn't work, well, you'll show the photo, I guess. Do you? Uh, when you did your pan and tilt, did you did you peel the uh, the uh, the plastic uh, cover off and just put the put the camera in? Yeah, I've cut the glass out, so there's yeah. no glass, just the frame. So mm-hmm. all you see is the, and I uh, reinforce the frame. So ah, yeah, a little yeah. bit of plywood underneath and off. Yeah, yeah exactly. I've always, yeah, I've had to mount it a little bit lower in, into the cockpit so you can sort of the pan until it'll work in there. So it's yeah, yeah interesting. I'd like to see how it's going to work. But yeah, I, I was flying the, the T28 FPV and that, that's my trainer for the 109. So ah, there you <laughs> go. Yeah. And, and as you probably know, Steve, uh, you probably be landing would be okay with the 109, but I bet taking off would be horrible because the 109 on takeoff, uh, as far as my understanding, was one of the absolute worst airplanes as far as visibility for those out. guys taking off. Yeah. Well, the, the biggest thing was the, uh, was the, for the 109 itself, was the undercarriage being so, uh, like, uh, I suppose, narrow track. Mm hmm. Very similar to the Spitfire, but then you had the torque effect with that massive propeller, yep. the small rudder at the back, which doesn't really do much until you get up to speed. Yep. So the the rudder itself on the real one, this is. So a lot of pilots at the later stage of the war were killed because they were put into an aeroplane and they didn't really know how to fly. And unfortunately, they met in the end by flying off the ground. But yes, and it's the same with the. The uh, the Jurafly 109, it's, it's got a little rudder at the back. The tail wheel helps out a little bit, but once you sort of transition from driving to flying, 
then <laughs> you've you've got a like I've I've put a little bit more throw, but more expo into the rudder mm-hmm. um, than normal. So I've put, you know, sort of um, to take off. I've put a little bit more throw into the rudder, but it's um, yeah. So I mean, I obviously fly a lot more with the rudder than other guys. Maybe I don't know, but um, I tend to um, to put nearly a hundred percent throws in some of my airplanes with the rudder. So it's um, to give you a bit more authority when you're trying to get off the ground. Yeah, I agree with that. I have a tendency to do the same thing. Exactly. All right. Well, anything else, uh, Mike? Anything? I go ahead. I I have one quick point. Do you guys realize that this pretty well marks the, the two year anniversary of Hobby King and RRC After Hours interacting? Because we'd gotten our Tundra about two years ago now. Has wow. it been that long? Oh, two years? It has been two years. We've had the oh Tundra going. So unbelievable. You know, the one on the wall just over my head here was the first one in North America, and that's right. uh, it still looks fantastic. The- so that's a. That's the, a nice testament to how well the, that plane has survived. Yeah, the first one in North yeah, America with a hopped-up engine. Yes, I agree. Or motor. That thing was buzzing around, <laughs> f- passing everyone. Yeah. Speaking of the Tundra, we have a um, a new color scheme coming out with the Tundra. Oh, no kidding. Which, yeah, which is to... Um, yeah, so the green stays, but the silver is gone. So, mm. interesting. And also, the um, candy dropper... Which has been off, off, you know, off our site for a while, and basically with every tundra sold, we have a, a plate which you basically mount between the candy dropper and the fuselage. Mm-hmm. But you went up to get the candy dropper now. The candy dropper is coming back. Ah. So the candy dropper, or all you guys who want to drop candy or parachutists or whatever you want to do out of the tundra, yeah, will be will be back soon. <laughs> which is the word for durify, apparently. <laughs> Soon. Soon. You could, you could you could tagline that, buddy. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, some other revisions we've made. We've put a new wing connector into the Tundra as well. Oh, oh nice. So we had a, we had a few actual um, of the actual wing connectors, and that's now being com- uh, completely replaced with a new plug. So oh, nice. if you guys nice. would have seen the um, extra video when we plugged the wing in, there was a connector. And electrical connector for the ailerons, and that's the same yeah. connector that's in the the Tundra now. So those the Tundras will be soon to come online with, with a new wing connector. So that that's pretty exciting. But there'll be a video coming up with showing you how that works. And yeah, because cool. I've never taken. I've done it a few times, and then I stopped taking the wing mm-hmm. off my Tundra because I didn't mm-hmm. wanna. I didn't want to run the risk of it, and it's it it yeah. transports so well as a whole plane. Mm-hmm. Speaking of yeah. extra, we're gonna keep Steve going here for a while. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Speaking of extra, um, are you guys gonna release that in a different color scheme in case people don't want the uh, the the RC, RC group? groups color scheme? Yeah, we, we there's always different. Obviously, there's different options to come out. The extra is a very popular plane. Um, has you know, there's that many different schemes with the with the extra and, and the LX, the two seater. There's so many different color schemes, and there's so many very attractive color schemes that, of course, that we'd like to um, keep the option open of having another scheme. So, we're Sweet. you know, we're looking into it. We we do like this color scheme. The color scheme on the RC yeah. groups is very dynamic. Yeah, and um, yeah, it looks good in the air. It looks fantastic. You know, from from upside down, and you know. For, uh, sorry, from underneath and above. Sorry, it's one one thirty in the morning. But um, <laughs> no, no, so, we got it. Yeah. And also the um, yeah, 
but the color scheme itself is fantastic and we're you know <clears throat> we always like to bring out new schemes i've um already started to paint a uh, 109 in my own scheme that i want to do so that you know in the future <laughs> we might do another 109 because i like this scheme so much so it's um there was a squadron a bit of history about it but there was a squadron that was um they had some black and white markings on the aeroplane and some white tail and the white nose and everything in it very spectacular looking color scheme and um i'd like to see that in the 109 so maybe in the future if we bring out the 109 again but it will definitely come out in that color scheme because i just like it so much so nice there you go so color schemes are a big thing there's you know there's obviously we brought out the bixler 2 and the bixler 3 in different schemes yes and we we were able to change a few things as we went along the way so you'll see that again with the original bixler so that um you know that we'll see some changes there as well with the motor up, you know, upgrading like we've done with the Bixler 2 and 3 and um, a couple of other ones as well. And that's under the H-King range. Ian looks after that. So that's, um, yeah, he'll give you more information when time comes. Um, good yeah, stuff. Yeah, but colour schemes are very good. And we've always said this, you know, like that a lot of the aeroplanes out there can be can be sort of like a handbag or a fashion accessory where you have, <laughs> you know, you're the new kid on the block with a new scheme, a new aeroplane. And when we do bring out a new colour scheme, some guys get, you know, and, and it's true. It's like, I suppose it's like we're all men and we all sort of, um, you know, it's the, the next shiny thing we remember. Ooh, toy. <laughs> exactly. Guilty. And, um, yeah. Uh, and how many guys do you see where they, they, they want to have, you know, they'll, they'll paint their aeroplane up in a different colour just mm-hmm. so they're different to everyone else. We see that. And that, and that was, and that, that came up with the Tundra as well. And that's the reason why we brought out the anniversary or the coloured Tundras was because... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The tundras are so successful, and we saw so many green and silver tundras. Yeah, that it was to bring they need colors. To, they need to do a hyper color scheme. So, so when the temperature changes, the color changes. <laughs> That'd be the new thing. <laughs> that way, you can stay ahead of everyone. <laughs> Go out on a little cooler day. Yeah. Hey, I got a blue one now. Check this out. <laughs> oh. Yeah, we learned real quick when we had about four of them in the air at the same time. Like, this is not good. We got to do something. Uh, yeah. So we've we've tested some new colours with the tundra, and there's some new colours coming through, which is fantastic. Cool, so, very cool. Watch the tundras are very very popular. You know, it's um, a fantastic aeroplane to fly. I just got one up the other day and just took it for a spin, and I, I forgot how good they were to fly. Yes. You know, especially when you come in and land and you flick reverse and then hit, let the mains hit the ground and then full throttle reverse and it stops. <laughs> about a meter that's hilarious we talked we definitely (laughs) talked about that here a while back and you know i got the older version i don't have the reverse but i remember because we like to do some uh, landing competitions here oh that'd be hilarious yes (laughs) definitely got to try that i got to get that esc Uh, yeah change out that esc you would win every time (laughs) pardon the grand tundra's got a 60 amp um reversing ESC. oh wow that's what i dropped into my tundra yeah but I haven't, um, I haven't yet reversed a 6S Tundra yet, um, um, Grand Tundra. I'm not, I'm not that keen. <laughs> it's a lot of mass. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a 17 by 8 propeller, so I'm not keen to spin it backwards yet. Wow. <laughs> but, you know, it's like a transmission. You could just hear the yeah. gears just like ripping oh. out of the car, you know. <laughs> Whoops. And the propeller that comes with the, with the, uh, the smaller propeller, so the 16-inch propeller is white on the Grand Tundra. Ah. And it's black for the... For the uh, 4S, so it's okay. um, and opposite silver and black markings on the on the trim of the propeller. So it looks it looks with a white propeller, 
someone mentioned that it looks like Jerry Seinfeld with white sneakers, <laughs> but um, it, it looks it, it looks it looks very good flying with a big white propeller on the front. It's pretty cool. It's a good unique feature. Yeah. Sweet. So we like it. I'm excited for that thing. Yeah, I'd like, like to see big, wait. large, because you know I, I only have one large, mm-hmm. you know, high wing, fun airplane. So I'm I'm definitely looking forward to another yeah, one. Yeah, for sure. Well, I gave uh, Ian took over the control of one and he flew it, and he was just like, "This thing is such a good thing to fly." He was <laughs> like, "How aerobatic it was on 6S." He was just blown away, like unlimited, um, basically unlimited climb out. It's fantastic. Yeah, from a big climb, it's it's pretty cool. You know, to watch it continue to climb and not slow down, it's like, wow. Yeah. This is pretty. The yeah. only plane I have that's larger would be that Durafi Spitfire that Chad gave me. Oh, yeah. That the big one. Yeah, yeah. I, that thing floats, and I yeah. love that thing. Uh, but the cool thing with the bigger high-wing planes is, you know, if you got 20-mile-an-hour winds, ah, who cares? Let's oh, just yeah. go out and you fly anyway. Yeah. Yep. Plow through it, and then you know, basically do uh, when your landings. It's the plane's going to fly backwards on a landing. They're, you know? they're just awesome, and, yeah. and it's not at the seat of your pants yeah. <laughs> or whatever the seat of the chair type right. thing experience. It's just yeah, enjoyable. I had, the, I had the big Spitfire in probably twenty kilometer winds, and I thought I'm just going to fly it and see how it goes. Mm-hmm. And um, with the extra weight, because it is a fairly heavy aeroplane, it, it's um, surprisingly stable in heavy wind. I was like, wow, that's um, very impressive, even with like half flaps coming into land. And it just, in, even in wind, it's a it's a really nice aeroplane to fly. And I think I've said it before, when, when Stuart first had the, the original one that we were testing, and it came in and sort of flew in really low and pulled out, I sort of went like, nearly looks like a real Spitfire, and it's all white. Yes. It wow. looks amazing. So it's um for a Spitfire fan, it's um sensational. It's a such a good looking airplane. The thing is just perfect. It looks like all Spitfire, the whole thing. It's so we're very excited and can't wait to bring it out. So it's good. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So that uh, sort of along with the with the scale Durafly range with, with the the Avios stuff being bigger you're able to put more detail in so mm-hmm. the cockpit's obviously got more detail the, the you know uh, you know inside the flaps there's more detail the exhaust is you know it's just fantastic looking so it's really good i can keep talking about that spitfire for a while that's it's oh we'll get you back Don't <laughs> oh yeah that. yeah yeah <laughs> and um well i can't remember i know before is that, is that a newer version than one i have oh yeah yeah this is all that. new yeah yeah and David Vindisto, I still tease him about tip stuff. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I had to do some repairs yeah. for the nose. On yeah, the this new one, I, I remember we got to see some of the detail before Stuart left sweet. was showing us, you know, what it, oh, I was blown away. Huh. So, yeah. all right, Steve, uh, I, I know it's really late there. I, I feel like I'm holding, you know, keeping you. Well, he uh, has a beer, so he's Yeah, that's okay. true. <laughs> if it was me, one beer, I'd be out, you know, at one o'clock in the morning, but. Uh. But man, what what a great talk! Oh, uh, getting yeah. some inside information, what's coming down, and what's uh, you know what's been going on, and and the one oh nines, and um, that was, I think you actually uh, made everybody feel a little bit more comfortable about what's going on with HK, and because I mean, r- literally, we've been getting a ton and ton of questions of what's going on. We haven't seen yeah. the airplane. And Where's like again? Yeah, planes coming. Yeah, so, so I, I think you uh, settled everybody down for a little little bit. Yeah, obviously, with um, with Christmas we had a bit of a break, and um, and we started the ball with like, 2018 with the extra. Mm-hmm. So I think 
way that it runs through, we, we've we've nearly got enough aeroplanes to release a aeroplane every week. So wow. So it's there's there's heaps. There's, yeah, it's um it's amazing how much we have to get through. It's it's going to be very exciting. 2018, 2019 is going to be killer. It's going to wow. be awesome. wow. So <laughs> yeah, we're extremely pumped at the moment to see these uh. products come through, and it's just like yeah. It's a it's a constant flow of um, of work for for all of, for all, everyone included. So the whole Durafly team, the artwork team, everyone that does everything for us is um is, everyone's excited with the new products and yeah. There's a lot of sharing, a lot of photos that go around the office, which is pretty cool. So it's yeah, a lot of cool stuff. Sweet, awesome, can't wait, Glad buddy. To hear that, man. I Glad can't wait. Yep, yep, can't wait. All right, Steve. Thank again. I keep telling yeah, you, but yeah, it was just just good conversation. Uh, yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks for staying up and hanging out with us and sharing all the information with everybody. I'm sure they're going to be excited coming up. And I honestly, I can't wait to uh, see and fly some more stuff and get you back on and talk about for it because sure. uh, you know we love to talk to the developers and and get the the deep dark yep. questions and we love it. Absolutely love it. So. Thanks yep. again, Steve. We really appreciate it. No worries at all, guys. Take care. All right. All right Chris, Andre, yep. And we'll definitely, definitely be talking to you soon. Touch, yeah. For sure. Yeah, for Thanks, sure. Buddy. And all right. forward to the, uh, to the 109 flights as well, guys. When you get oh, oh, yes. Absolutely. As soon as, like, like Mike wants to go now. Yeah. So I'm kind of <laughs> nervous, though. <laughs> I got the edge, but that, that's part of the fun. Yeah, but for sure. we're As soon as the weather breaks, we're, we're going for sure. It's a true treasure for me. Yeah. So, All right, buddy. Thanks, Steve, and we will talk right. to you soon. Thanks. To All, All right. right. Take care. See you guys. Bye. All right. You too. Bye. There you go, everybody. Steve Neal from Hobby King. Wow, what a good good conversation. I Lots mean, of planes coming. Yeah, I'll tell you, That's I was great. really shocked. That's I mean, awesome. I, I knew they had some stuff coming, but uh, wow. It wow. makes me even more sad that my roof started leaking and all my funds are going to go into re-roofing <laughs> my house instead of planes. <laughs> Dang it. Mike, we'll go down to Home Depot, get a bucket of uh, tar. We'll fix it, no problem. We'll fix that roof. Cheap. $20 yeah, yeah. bucket of tar. You tell your uh, wife it's all fixed. No problem. <laughs> At no camper, you can do that. With. I don't know about the house. Oh, what's a we'll just, what's what's we'll a throw it up there. what's camper. a bag of shingles, Mike? We'll get it. Box of shingles. Yeah, we'll like, fix There's it. this line in our bedroom, and it's 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 coming through, and it's staining. And I'm like, oh, oh no! I get up there, and all the no. insulation sag where they oh, absorb the yeah. water. Yeah, I don't know if that's the freezing and saw thawing because we had some extreme. Yep. Time. yep. I think it's at the ridge edge or whatever. Oh, that could it. be at the top. Ridge it's vent. right at the very yeah. Ridge yeah, it's yeah, right the, at the very peak of the house. Ventilation is too close. Yeah. Bucket of tar. guys. Come on. Yeah, they I say know. if it's metal, it expands and contracts, and it can wear the caulking off. Or something. bucket of tar, Mike. Bucket of tar. We'll right fix now, it. I'm just looking for a temporary <laughs> fix, and then I want to get foam board. Foam board. Yeah, foam board. <laughs> Waterproof foam board and some duct tape. The worst part is I can't even get to that level of my house. My ladders aren't high enough. I. Oh. It's a whole nother story. That's what the quads are for, buddy. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> quads will lift you up. Well, man, buddy, we were looking at the the Mavic Air that's recently. That, we're going to talk that, about that. Yeah. That looks pretty. Oh. I was almost hit by. When Did I was you really? <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> I'm kidding. Until you've seen the streak in your roof, right? <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, I was very enticed. I had some questions regarding it, but that, that, that caught my eye for sure. 
Uh, Buck says that's what tarps are for, Mike. You just tarps. put a tarp. Out. I, I know, that's what I was hoping. I called the one roofer. Like, yeah, whatever. He didn't come. In. I wanted him to tarp it actually, just to get me till spring. But oh, yeah. Let's talk uh, about the Mavic Air a little bit. Let's see if I can. Uh... GI. It's not the Mavic Air. It's just the DGI Air, isn't it? Uh, I think they said Mavic Air. I don't remember yeah. honestly. I thought it was just called the Air. Yeah. Mavic, Mavic Air. You guys. Mavic correct? Air. Right, Venture right, unfold. And it is. Uh, interesting. So it's I between watched, the sizes uh, of the Spark I, and the Mavic. I, I admit yeah. I watched a Casey Neistat video, mm-hmm. uh, and actually he did a really good job of um, comparing the two of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, multiple of them. He had he had the Phantom, Spark. he had the Mavic Pro, he had the Spark, and mm-hmm. he had the Air, and mm-hmm. um, it does a good job. But yeah. but but there are some limitations, right, Chris? Yes. Um. I don't know where I want to start with this thing. I, I think for <laughs> the price, the size, what you're actually getting, I mean, it's it's, it's going to be really hard to beat. You know, because it's, it's yeah. what like seven ninety nine base, just the basic, not yep. not the combo or anything that yeah. Pack, and that's a great price. I was honestly shocked at how small that thing. Did you see? It, they said it small yes. holds up like your phone or yeah. something. Yeah, size it's the of size iPhone, of a phone. IPhone, maybe. Yeah, a big iPhone when it's folded up. So it's between the Spark and the Mavic Pro when they layered them. Yep, you can yep. see the sizes. There's a video out there yep. that showed three different sizes. Right, but actually, it folded up. I think it's even it's smaller, smaller than, than the Spark. Fold it up. I don't know. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to research that. But I know it's small. When they said it's, they shed the folded up, and it was small. Uh, the cool thing is, it now has a three-axis gimbal. Um, you can shoot panoramic uh, video. Let's see. The only uh, in addition to the horizontal, vertical, and 180-degree panoramas, the Mavic Air stitches 25 photos together in just eight seconds to create crystal clear 32 megapixel sphere. Panoramas. That's pretty cool. They've now upped it to 4K 100 megabits per second of information. Does slow mo video, HDR photos, 12 megapixel stills. Oh, the cool thing I thought was interesting is it actually has eight gigabytes of internal storage. So this is up my road when I go out to fly forget and I card. forget my card. <laughs> you yeah. forget your card. Yes. Yeah. Uh, um, for obviously a foldable design. Now, am I still under the understanding that you have to buy their their goggle set to mate with that? Yes, yes. I wish so bad they would have went know. to the basic and got rid of the proprietary. Yeah, I agree. Because yeah. that way, I could have used my fat sharks to fly. You know, that's my goal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, still comes with a newer foldable remote controller that now you can take the um, the sticks off if you want for even more. Uh, convenience the active track go ahead sorry chris is that remote is it a wi-fi based remote or is it a full 2.4 my understanding i know casey said he thought it was a wi-fi but i'm pretty sure it's a regular uh 2.4 it's see they said it's probably like the spark where you can do both right that yes uh you can run it off your phone i believe as far as wi-fi and then the remote is a regular 2.4 but what okay. i did notice andre reading through the specs i was a little disappointed is is it's uh, a little bit less power than the regular mavic as far as range wise 
Oh, of course. Which really kind of yeah, that's a, irritated I didn't know that. me. They yeah. went back to the what is it the f- uh, four, kilometers. four kilometers or something. It's the same as the oh. the older you know like Phantoms and stuff. They backed the range down a little bit from the newer. Yeah, uh, well, because the battery. Like, look, I mean, if you say yeah, it's going to fly six kilometers, someone's going to fly out six kilometers, and they're going to go. My battery wasn't good enough to bring it back. <laughs> right. This, so this, it's like, I mean, it's a give yeah. and take. Yeah. Is that twenty six minute flight time? But, I think. I saw somewhere. Yeah, uh, 21 minutes, I think. So I thought it, it was a little more, but maybe I was I'll, I'll look and see. Uh, the other cool thing is with the active track now, you can uh, track two subjects at once. I thought it was kind of cool. New quick shot features of Asteroid and Boomerang. Uh, hmm. Smart capture, tap to fly, obviously. Um, the other cool thing is it's got all the uh, sensors on it for the... What do I want to say, Andre? The... Um, Boundaries, you know, avoidance. for yeah, avoidance. Uh, let me see if I can pull that up real quick. Does it have the backing sensor too? I, I believe I think it, it does. I think it had one extra sensor. Uh, let's see, three directional environmental Tw- sensing, three directional. Yeah, so it does yeah. show backwards. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, twenty-one minute max flight time, Mike. So okay, it's basically then on that. Yeah, it's basically on par with my oh, yeah, my Phantom Pro. Um. No, it's actually doing better than yours because it flies. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's true. Good point. Yeah, I think yours. Oh, yeah, that's why I honestly thought yeah. I wouldn't have been surprised if I saw one sitting here because I'm like, he's in the market. <laughs> I said, Chris is in the market for another type. <laughs> yeah, and image I, imaging platform. I mean, I don't really know what to do. My my biggest thing with this is it's unbelievable what you're getting. My my little concern is again, I've seen a uh, few issues with the original Mavic flying in, in wind didn't you know care yeah. for See, too much my, yeah. my buddy Justin he has no wind problems but when we were with Mike Finley it seemed like he had wind problems yeah, but do you so re- I don't understand do you remember the that, difference that, that day do you remember though that one day Justin did come out and it was windy and it was giving him all kinds of problems on the screen? I thought it was other issues, but maybe it was the wind. Yeah. I don't know. He he do, had do a problem. Not remember how much that little sport cub was being tossed around? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. the, the other thing is, is the range I would have to, and again, it's not like I want to fly far, but what I found with the, the different range things is, is, you know, between, uh, the, the longer range and the, and like say my original Phantom is, it just gives you that, uh, what do I want to say? Like the, um, you don't have to worry about like if I go over here around this building, that's going to cut out yeah. with the longer range, yeah. you're just getting yeah. more reliability. Mm-hmm. You know, just Even like for the shorter distance, yes, it's punch through absolutely. Or you get up around a tree or something. I just, I was not kinda, that you're going to that limit, but right. you got that strength there. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. Because I mean, honestly, unless you're direct line of sight and you got the perfect path, you're not going to get that range out of that thing sure, anyway. Sure. So I just want the reliability of the longer range where I don't have to worry about it. So again, one that's that's one thing I have against it too. Uh, a little worried about flying in the in the conditions, you know, windy conditions and stuff, especially with it being smaller. And small. uh, three, Andre. I, obviously, the video was really good, and and I guess making videos, or especially if we're chasing planes, you're not going to notice it much. But even on Casey's video, the difference between the Phantom Four Pro and this, as far mm. as image quality, was pretty big. I thought. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, yeah, it's a 4K camera, but it's a tiny 4K camera, right? So it's, yeah. It's so it excels in the imaging phone. abilities. Yeah. 
Oh, sure. It's it's stabilized. It looks really nice. I mean, the yep. colors were really like the blue was really nice. But you know, you throw up the Phantom Four, the what was it? Uh, oh, Phantom Four Pro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And and that video was gorgeous. Yeah. You are flying a tank. You know. Yeah, and I, I agree. Do love. I do love that new sensor and the uh, the the mechanical shutter on the new Four Pro. Oh. Yeah. But right. yeah. So uh, I don't I don't know. That's my uh, if it was me, I'd probably personally spend the extra three hundred bucks or whatever and go with the Phantom Four Pro. I think that's just my yeah. opinion for for what I like to do. Mm-hmm. You know, just that little better image quality. If I'm doing out doing cinematic shots and I'll tell you what, actually, the reason I didn't pull the trigger on it is because I don't have an i iPad or an iPhone big enough that I could enjoy flying it through. I wanted well, to use my fat sharks. Yeah. Oh, I see. And when yeah. I when I thought back to like what platform will I actually be sitting watching this thing? Mm-hmm. Be it's your not iPhone. Work for me, yeah. I don't have. I mean, I, if I had an iPad or something, maybe I would have mm-hmm. jumped on it right away. But it's like, no, I'm not flying that on my iPhone. Uh, my iPhone's too small to be yeah. doing that and enjoying it. Right, right. In my mind, that makes sense. I think this is a good. You know, for someone who wants to get into it and find out and doesn't want to spend the extra money and it's like, okay, I know I'm confined to X, Y, and Z locations and I mm-hmm. want to try it. This is a fantastic product. And this is their opening salvo for 2018. Yeah. Holy moly. You know, like uh, don't buy a Phantom 4 Pro, I'd say, Chris. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I definitely think I'm going to wait till spring to see what's uh, coming down, you know, for sure. Um it would be cool to see. I think the Phantom Four Pro maybe maybe come down in size just a just a little bit. I don't know if they it, can yeah, do that. It'd be nice to see something right? between the Mavic Pro and the Phantom. Fan, yeah, but keep, that platform yeah. and weight and size. Yeah, yeah, would but be keep nice. it because that way you could carry it, and not have that big bag right. and all that. You yeah, know, it is cumbersome. I think with all when you take that to the field, you're gonna have to have some space available. Well, I and. and I've been out hiking with the Phantom, and it's, it's not, no. no, yeah, that big backpack right there. Yeah. After See, about a mile, you're like, you're, get, you're getting these other packages, man. You I can know. really go and do hiking, or you know, not. It's not going to weight you down. No, no, for great quality of imaging. And I know you like flying in the wind, but how many RC people really? I mean, I know you have bigger planes and stuff that you would want to get images of. Mm-hmm. I know what's in your mind, you know. Like, yeah, I yeah, want to yeah. fight the elements, and but most people they're going to probably want to do things on a calm, nice day to, for image purposes. I would think. Yeah, and you know, photography, and I think with that the the Phantom Four Pro and the big bigger sensor and everything for you know trying to get the air to air stuff. Like especially a lot of times we try to get the late evening stuff, you know, and you and you just got yeah. better quality, a way better quality on that sensor than you than you're going to have on the this Mavic okay. Air. So you're saying late, like the low, low, low light. light low yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. one thing yeah, I, I, I would as well to keep up with things. Although it would be kind of neat to see how the little thing would go. I think I know this one said, they said it goes about 45 mile an hour. The, this one. Mm, yeah. Pro. Something like that. I, convert, I was converting. Yeah, I know. I went, I went my home computer trying to figure all this out. Yeah. <laughs> go yeah. ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off, Andre. Go ahead. No, I'm, I'm saying I, I've got to fly my, uh, I got to get my Phantom 4 out as well and go flying with that. But I, I learned I do not enjoy flying it in the winter. Um, there's something about standing still for a half an hour <laughs> and freezing. Oh, and you go yeah. and you're sitting up your shot. Like, yes. Yeah. yeah. And you're shaking. <laughs> so just, forget it. 
I know. I just we, said, you know what? I will fly this thing this spring. And like last time I was having some, some transmission issues, which we suspect it was software. So I will plug it in and do my firmware upgrades. So, you know, it's sitting here waiting to go and I will enjoy it. And, um, I'm busting my own chats because I haven't been using it nearly enough in any of my productions. And I got to do stuff like what you were doing, Chris, you know, put the plane mm. on the ground, yeah. do the orbital shot, sure. just that extra little kick for the yeah. video. Right. Yeah. yeah. So. And it's so easy to do. I, you know, I, I'm, even though mine's been broke for a while, but man, I miss it so bad. I'm glad, kind of glad it's winter. I can't believe winter. you don't have anything in your arsenal. I know you're going to be well, purchasing something. It's, <laughs> it's, it's no doubt in my mind. It's dead of winter. We're not doing that much flying. I know. Uh, I'm hoping in the spring something newer or something maybe different's going to be around the that around meets the every need you want. Yeah, for, or, for or, your, I, I'd be happy with the Phantom Four Pro. Right. I have no no problems with that. I can put my long range antenna off of this right on have, there yeah. i can still use my head plays that investment yeah so i mean mm. for me it's uh yeah. it's definitely that's what you know what i want to want or looking into but I, ca- I can't say anything really bad about this you know besides what you said mike uh you know not being able to use your fat sharks or head plays or something Gosh, but i would have bought it in a heartbeat I, there's no doubt in my mind if it would work with my fat sharks yeah well I would say, Mike, wait, because you know the DJI is working on – they've already come out with a second that, – that race generation goggle, yeah. which apparently I think is compatible I, with this stuff. I believe so, so yeah. You, you, know, mean that, you mean that you model for beginners? Tech. Is that the one we're talking about? No, no, no. no, no. They, they have a race one, spec yes. goggle, a okay. black one, right? Mm-hmm. They've got the white ones, which we flew at flight test that time, right? Yeah. Um, which is like $500, and you know that's going to come down in price, and you know they're going to lighten it up and everything. So mm-hmm. I'd think, say give it some time. Yeah. You think but, they're going to get away you know, from that proprietary goggle, I would think. No, because they own that transmission protocol that they're using, right? But mm-hmm. they might come up with, they might listen Adapter to the audience or something. and say, hey, if you want to hook in 5.8, here's a receiver that you just yeah. click in and go, that right? That would be awesome. So, that would you know, because it has an HDMI port. Yes. So, yeah, it's going to come along. But uh, their price point, yeah, because, I mean, you're, you're looking at like well over $1,000 if you package everything together and you get the fly more sure. combo and sure. stuff. Yeah. Uh, a buddy of mine, uh, Dave Rayner, who's another fellow Canadian, he now has his Mavic Pro. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, Mavic, Mavic, Mavic. I know Maverick, Mavic, Mavic. Mavic, Mavic. Oh, we're terrible. Um, <laughs> that's a T-shirt, guys. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, hey, Andre, you know what I forgot to really look at or dig into, and I don't know. Is um, uh, U.S. What was it? SUSA News was talking about something of uh, they got there was supposed to be some type of radar or something on this. Remember me to, uh, sent you, sending you that link? Oh, yeah, the transponders. Yeah, and I forgot to dig into that and look to see what, you know, I didn't look yeah, at the no. specs or anything. So we'll have to check into that and see what they were talking about with this thing. Almost like they're, they're going to be able to track this thing around or something. I don't know. Who cares? I, I don't know. But I, it's interesting. I mean, honestly, I'm going to fly. I, You know, like, the people comment about that. It said, I fly. I set up my geo uh, for my altitude and my mm-hmm. distance, and I'm flying around a park having some fun. You know, I'll avoid people and everything, and just mm-hmm. uh, how are they ever going to enforce just, that much monitoring? I mean, I don't when know. you think of all the product, out I don't there, know who's going <laughs> to. I mean, I don't know. There'd have to be some automated things to help people monitoring. Yeah. <laughs> Bill Bill Decker asks, does anybody have any experience with homebrew uh, um, AP quads? Oh, or there you, there you go, Andre. <laughs> Fill Bill, him in. Bill. Fill him in. Hey hey. Mike is as guilty as I am. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I I'm lost I here. What are we him. talking about? Here? Homemade quads, yeah. AP oh, platform oh, quads. Oh, no, no. Bill, Bill, Bill. 
I will never do an 8 p.m. again. Ever, ever, mm-hmm. ever. Read my lips ever again. I'm sorry. The thing flew away, dude, okay? Oh. Never again. I had a flyaway uh, once. <laughs> an H quad. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> You wonder why, and uh, for the longest time, Chris and I, and even Mike, we were like anti-DGI. Like, no, 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 no. And the products within, what, the last three years? Oh, just, oh like, yeah. You couldn't keep up on your own. monitoring no and da 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 But that's them responding to the government demands and everything, and the market demands mm-hmm. and the ones. But, you know, we looked at the Solo. We looked at the Solo product and went, no, no, mm-hmm. no. And, and so... I love my Phantom for what it is. Will I pick up another ship down the road? I don't know. I will fly my Phantom until it's not flyable anymore or something silly like that. Mm-hmm. And I want something that I can rely on. I want something that I don't have to sit there and engineer, um, you know, because I don't know why my, my quad just took off. It went where where it, it just went for a flight. Mm-hmm. I got it back. But, you know. Mike didn't get his back. <laughs> no, Mike's took they off. They still tease me at work. Like, it's over there now. Wood somewhere. Somebody found it building. Probably ended up in uh, in Ottawa. <laughs> I think it's with David's yeah. knife, right? <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> no, box it, it, technology that is fairly reliable, and uh, but like the the APM, there was just. There was just so much that could go wrong. And, mm. you know, to have something where I can flick through the menu and say, look, this is your restraints. This is, okay, you know, if you start having a fault, your return to home function is this or your land function is this. And I know where it is. So it's um, it's it's super reliable, super stable. And that's that's what I want out of my experience. Yeah. Um, after the APM, I was terrified because I kept thinking, if yes. this had hit somebody, if this had done something really stupid, mm. um, you know, so I just said, no, I want X. Not to say that we can't fault the, the, the DJI. Something could go wrong. Sure. DJI. I'm having a wicked time. Well, my my H quad had the DJI it did. controller yeah. and yeah. all that yeah. on it. That's so right. it's like right. the nays or whatever that yep. had helped me before they really came out with the phantoms and things. So they had, but the sad part is they had returned home and I didn't even know how to use it or figure it out at that point. <laughs> And I got into a low Turn voltage situation. I, I know mine was low voltage for sure because it just quit responding. I just I would have loved to see that. It just like mm, like you, you know, up just, on the roof with all your work buys. Hey, check this out! <laughs> and they're all standing going, they're like, Mike, when like, does it Mike, come back? Yeah, yeah, that's what they said. They're like, <laughs> no. now it comes back, right? And I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I asked the guy under the goggles. I'm like, what did you see? He's like, he's like. Uh, and, you know, we're trying to get information uh-huh. from him, and he's like static, you know, because once it lost signal, he just was in the black too. Oh my gosh! I'm like, I need some clues. Tell me which tree, you know, <laughs> something. Uh, That's funny. Because I was doing line of sight when I lost. I didn't even have the goggles on. Uh, I'm like, oh jeez. That's terrible. They even got away from my. It got even my away from my eagle vision. That's <laughs> perspective. <laughs> like, dang it. Oh man! Yeah. Uh, well, guys, I think uh, I think we might wrap this up a little bit. 
Yeah, let's wrap this show up. Uh, I gotta go cry in the corner. Yeah. Yeah, me and art projects like that, building a frame, like even the H quad, they made fun of me because it was like a parallel. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you had four sticks to put in a nice square. Have you ever heard of a square? You know, you used to add it all. Oh my gosh. We laughed so hard because I had this thing literally oh, a parallelogram. I mean, we were, I had to like redrill <laughs> holes and stuff. I, my mechanical and art abilities are. <laughs> Nothing to be. I stick with my electronics. So <laughs> the trace is already there, done by machines. So. Oh man! Uh. All right, everybody. Uh, thanks for joining us this week. Uh, I I do apologize. I know we were talking about doing some more stuff and podcasting. I have been literally sick for like two weeks. This is the first week I have felt better. Andre still comes and goes. Uh. I don't know what's going My around. My son had the flu, like oh. really bad. Like there's a bad flu's going around, and he was down yeah a day and a half when Mike Finley was down. Actually, it was nasty. Whatever's going around, it's bad. Thank but, God, knock knock on oh, wood. That yeah, you don't want it. You don't want it. I, now yours was more cold like, right? Well, I had the cold first, and then after that, I got that stupid whatever flu oh, bug. I didn't know. Oh that. yes, that's miserable. Right after it, so I did I've, not know that. I've been down in the dumps and have been doing. It's dangerous nothing. levels. Like people yeah. died from. Like I don't know. I yeah. read, read up on it. I've heard um, bad things. Anyway, thanks for joining us, especially live on Facebook, uh, yes, hanging out with you guys, us. answering your questions. It's fun. We're definitely going to do some more of this for sure. We Hopefully, get the, we'll have some flight stories. Yeah, to share with yeah, you. we got to get the 109 out going. Uh, if you do like the show and you want to help us out, uh, please help us support us on Patreon.com. Just go to patreon.com slash rcafterhours. Uh, we'll take anything, Any, uh, anything from one dollar yeah. to whatever you want to donate. It really helps us out and keeps the show going and gets some stuff in our hands for reviews and stuff like that. So, thank you everybody for all our Patreon people that's helping us out. Uh, we're gonna hopefully uh, help you guys out and get some stuff to you here soon. Uh, go check out any of this RC After Hours social media: Facebook, uh, Twitter. Instagram, uh, you know, we've been posting some pictures and stuff up here lately. And uh, our shirts. Yeah, go to shop.spreadshirt.com slash RC After Hours. Uh, that's our store there. We have added the Bigfoot t-shirt. So if you want to add Which something Which is up to new, what? 27 million views now. You're kidding me. <laughs> 27 million views. That is Unbelievable. <laughs> If you if we could just get a little piece of that, oh I know, just the a little, yeah. <laughs> um, but other than that, thanks everybody for joining us, hanging hanging out. Um, we're going to be back probably, hopefully in another um, uh, probably a couple weeks. I get my phone to work here. Well, next weekend's the last weekend of bow season, so you'll you'll have me for whatever oh, you need. <laughs> fantastic. Uh, anything else we need to add, Andre? Anything you want to add before we get out of here? You're good. No, sir. We're all no, good. Sir. Thanks to Steve. That was yes. Nice. Thank you, Steve. Yes. Talk Lot, to him in person. Yeah, uh, way more information that he gave us than I was expecting, and that was really cool. <laughs> you know. So thank you, Steve, for coming on and uh, sharing everything Smart and letting us know yeah. where, yeah, what Hobby King's up to, and especially for sending us some awesome BF 109s or ME 109s, depending on who you talk to. Uh, that's mm-hmm. a whole nother thing we could get into. So, other than that. We're out of here. Thank you, and we'll talk to you soon. See you later. See you guys.